Welcome to the bonus podcast for episode 444 of Conversation Street with me, Gemma. And me, Michael. Previously on Conversation Street, we ran down the top 30 of the top 60. No, the bottom, bottom 30, 30 of the top 60. This time. On Cryopedia's Ultimate Character Survey. This time we're doing characters from thir- 1 to 30. 30 to in 1. Order. We know what we're doing. <laughs> you will not think that we do. <laughs> Yeah, it's the time. It doesn't feel like that long ago since we looked at um, 60 to 30, does it? And now we finally have the result. We know what's at number one. Number I've been one. so excited. Like, this has been like, this has dominated the last half of the year, it's felt like, hasn't it? In the in the Corrie fandom. Thinking right back to the summer when we were filming all those videos, trying to get people to vote and showing what our votes were, talking about the characters and everything. And now finally we have the results, which means that the actual anniversary, the 60th anniversary of Coronation Street is mere weeks away. I know, I can't believe it. And thank you very much to everyone at Coropedia who have been working hard on this, getting all their uh, results together, doing their sums, writing their little uh, captions every day on the on the website. It's been really, really yes. interesting to read and we are going uh, to, yeah, it's been so exciting every night at midnight finding out ish who's been the next one to be revealed and uh, apparently people some people are interested to hear what we've got to say about it so that's what we're going to talk about now for the next what do you reckon hour and a half two hours this is from coronationstreet.fandom.com that's what i've been saying and we yeah very grateful because they've shared all their secret information with us they have it's it's like tuesday at the moment and they haven't even announced number one yet but we know it's literally right right in front of us Thank you very much for providing us with all this content. Yes, bountiful about. content. We've got loads. We've maybe even got more hidden than we're even going to put on Coropedia, but they've been giving us permission to talk about it as much as we want. Yes, so thank you, Maybe guys. we will, maybe we won't, because we don't know at the moment what's going to be published on the website. So if we... This right. may be stuff that you know already, it may be not. Right. And can I just say... Yeah. Our bonus Patreon podcast episode for November, which we're hoping to record next week, maybe the week after, is going to be our personal top five Coronation this Street characters ever. This is like a really bad ever. idea. It's not, it's a perfect idea. It's I perfect don't, for the no, sixth we, year. We were talking about this earlier when we, I think, when we did the first survey results going, I don't, I don't even know how I would come up with my top. I don't even think I can do a top ten. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how, it's going to be really, really, I think I know my top two. Really? Yeah. I'm, not pre- I'm pretty. I'm not going to know until you I'm pretty reveal. certain about who my top two would be. Who is and the, it? Other, the other difficulty is going to be discussing these top oh. 30 today without giving away, like, oof. oh, they're that think, low, are they? Or, yes, that's Michael, the right position. The thing is, though, I don't even know what my, what my top fives are going to be yet. So I think I can say what I like. That's very, very true. You can. Well, I, I don't know anyone outside my top two. I, I'd have to have a proper think about it. But I, rather than doing it in December when it would maybe make sense, I think December's going to follow the pattern that we started last year of doing top five um, scenes of, of the, year. the year. And so this is going to be our November Patreon episode. So do sign up to that well, if you want to have a listen. Yes. But we're not here to talk about that oh now. God. Nobody cares what we think. Right, we had Michael. that back in the summer. This is the results of the Coropedia survey where they had... I've, I've, how many people voted in this? We've got this somewhere. You've got it on your page here. Let me find out for you. 800 something. Why skipped? I've, it's at the top. I there were, you're sneaking there around. Were, there were... 
I've lost it. 843 votes were registered in this. I can do it. Get off. I've, just, I've stolen it. the iPad off of Gemma. So that's a that's pretty good turnout, I would say, for um, Cory fans. And, and we've got some demographics and everything later as well. It's been really interesting to look at the ages and right. where shut people... Shut I've been ordered to shut up. So God, sorry, carry on. What were you saying? Just get. Can we get on with what we're doing? Let's. No, I've got nothing else to say. Because right. Let's get on with it. Okay. We we're at starting. The up. last time we oh, yeah. did this, the last person we mentioned was Carla Connor, who came in at number thirty-one. Correct. Yeah? So now we're in the top thirty, and we're doing it in reverse order, just for, for extra fun. Um, I, I I'd say it adds suspense, but I think most yeah. people that are listening know by this I'm point who number one is. If you interested, you've already discovered for yourself who the top person is, but we're going to pretend. You probably know what haven't. we think about some of them as well already, but we're going to say it. <laughs> um, and we, you know, I don't know how quickly we're going to whiz through this, but let's get cracking with number 30, Richard Hillman. Now, this is a really interesting um, entry. Number 30, he's still like, such an iconic villain isn't he yeah absolutely he's the highest villain in the list yes he is um he i mean his uh rank in 2010 was 26 so he has slipped the four places ever so slightly slipped but i mean i, I you, you know in in my heart pat Phelan, i think has overtaken him as cory villain ever but it's so so close and, and i know pat was in the top 60 um i'd like to have seen him higher but i think you know in, I in think this Pat broad Phelan popular was a vote. lot more divisive than Richard yeah, Hillman was. Absolutely, absolutely. Because he had, a, I honestly, I think he had a bigger role in the show than mm. Richard Hillman did. I don't think there's many people who would look at Richard Hillman and say, "Oh, I hated him. I couldn't wait for the Richard Hillman era to be over." Yeah, but for he Pat, didn't there was dominate the show quite as much as Pat Phelan's story really, really did. Yeah, it was the main story. Uh, yeah, it, it was. I'm not saying that Richard Hillman's story wasn't the main story when he went. You know, but it was it, huge. It wasn't like. The most of the year was about his antics. No, but I, I think, you know, he's a really, really solid Cory vi- villain. And for so long before Richard Hillman, it was Alan Bradley was the one to live up to. And if you judge these uh, results of the survey, then he has indeed done that. Because I think Alan Bradley sat nicely yes. in between Richard and Pat. Um, he, he's he's never going to be forgotten in the Corin, Curry Hall of Fame. Fame of villains, is he? Into so. me. Also... He has something I don't think that Pat ever really did have. Black gloves. Which is a catchphrase and a prop. Yes. And I think that those help to make you iconic. But not saying that Pat didn't have some great lines, because he did. I but just... he didn't have a catchphrase like yeah. Richard Hillman's been remembered for. That you should have stayed at the party, Maxine. I mean, we're, we're coming up on nearly... Twen- I love you! Coming up on nearly 20 <laughs> years since Richard Hillman was in the show. So the fact that he's still in the top 30 means, I mean, he's in it for the long haul, I think. Pat would be really interesting to see in 10 years' time. Has yeah. he slipped? Or True. is there any kind of rose-tinted glasses? For, for old Mr McIntyre. And I will say also, when it comes to um, the consequences of these two villains, Pat and Richard, and what would have happened if they'd gotten their way, mm. I do think that um, Pat was menacing the wrong characters for anyone to really be too worried. <laughs> like, he, he shot Nicola and then he shot Michelle, and neither of them died. Whereas um, Richard he... Hillman tried to kill the precious Platts. Yeah, but you know, he did have a good body count, to be fair, did Hillman. I know, he had a better body count. Oh, right, Richard Hillman did, yeah. Yeah, no, right. no, no, they, they both did. But no, I, I, I also did. think that with Richard Hillman, his legacy probably lasted longer on the show than Pat's is seeming to be at the moment, because for years after Richard Hillman left, he was still, you know, had the a big, big... No, no, I'm saying he was he had still had an impact, didn't he, on the Platts' life. David went off the rails... 
Gail was always going on about Richard Hillman. Whereas Pat, it seems like he's all kind of been forgotten about and he gets mentioned briefly sometimes. You'd think for all that he got up to, people would be gossiping a bit more about it. And Eileen was talking about her ex-partners ex and she didn't even bring him up as like the first no, person she thought of. <laughs> yeah. But anyway... Well, the other thing I also wanted oh, to on. say was that Richard Hillman um, sort of kicked off a, a legacy of villains on the show. I know there had been villains before him, but... I think Corey realised after the, his success, right, we need we need to have a villain in it, you know, period. Yeah, semi-regular. Whereas, was, so, so, so Richard Pat Hillman, is one Tony of, Gordon, one of the Frank sort Foster. of, the, the, yeah. the, the ones the, that The legacy after, that yeah. Richard Hillman started, yeah, you're so absolutely right. Yeah, so I'm really right. pleased to see him in the top 30. So shall we move on to the next I person? I think we better do. Yeah. Next person, number 29, is Karen McDonald. Mm, interesting. Uh, played so, by the very... Fabulously talented Duran Jones. Yeah, and she's, like Richard Hillman, stayed fairly stable in this. She only slipped down two places from 2010, so that's pretty good. Now, I really liked Karen McDonald at the time. I can't say that thinking back, I've got any huge, huge memories of her. And I know I was disappointed when she left. I know I loved her when she was in it. But when I think back about the, the all-time greats, I don't know whether thir- top 30 is right for her, maybe slipping out a little bit. I, I wouldn't say... Well, you don't think she deserves to be... No, I don't think that she deserves to be higher than Richard Hillman. I don't think she's got that, that legacy. But Saran Jones, awesome. And I... Yeah. Karen McDonald is probably... I don't know. I can't remember where Becky is here. She's higher up, isn't she? Um, have we had Becky yet? I am just having a... No, we have not had Becky yet. She's still to come. Is she in the top? She she's she's uh, quite a bit further in this yeah. list. I think. I think Karen definitely deserves to be placed quite highly. I don't know whether I don't know whether I think that Becky because obviously Becky was my favourite character, and I don't know whether I think that I I think that Becky is Steve's best wife, <laughs> um, apart from Tracy, obviously. I think Becky's the wife that I enjoyed seeing Steve with. Interestingly with Steve, he came at 32, so Karen at 29, that's another thing that makes me think, there's not something quite right here. What do you mean quite right, though? You've got to explain what you mean. Well, it just, if I... If it, I, know, I know it's all to do with votes and averages and everything, but if, if you were to take this list and say, these are the top 32 Coronation Street characters, Steve's at 32, Karen's at 29. I think, and there's no way that Karen should couldn't hire than 20, 29. If this was, if this was one person no, making mean, this do list. Do you mean she shouldn't come higher than Steve? Yeah. Yeah, but when you say there's something not quite right about it, you understand what you're saying doesn't oh, yeah, actually yeah. match what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. It it feels odd to have her it. higher than him. Isn't you? Oh, no, there's nothing wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, but the way you're saying it's like, oh, there's something... The maths is wrong, or people have been cheating. That's oh, no, not no, really. no, 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 no. I know, but I'm that, telling but... you that's how it's easy to interpret. If you say there's something not quite right about it, yeah, do you understand how? I'm saying it doesn't sit well with me that she's higher than right. him. He feels like a much more iconic character. But fair play to her. I definitely say she was in the top fifty Coronation Street characters all I time want to just easily. Say she was awesome as well, and that is that I think it's easier to forget some of the minor niggles about previously major characters once they've not been in it for a long time i bet you if steve wasn't in it anymore he'd be ranked a bit higher than this mm. because i think people at the moment are saying yeah well i think the shine's come off him a bit yeah, i don't like him right, in this storyline right. or i didn't like that story whereas um karen doesn't have like 
all of the bad, boring bits about Karen have been forgotten. Yeah. I mean, fair play to her for still keeping up in, uh, this high on the list, to be honest, because there's not so much that would, that's would that been in Coronation Street recently, or even the ITV3 repeats, because they haven't reached anywhere close to that yet, that's going to be that's going to cause her to, you know, be in people's consciousness. So, I mean, the, the fact that she's yeah. got so highly means that people, yeah, must, must I think, think and have thought pretty highly of her. I, I, I think she was in it when I was watching it on and off. Yeah, yeah, in the early so 2000s. I don't, she I don't think it. that she had made a big impact on me, but... Um, and we'll talk a bit later about what year the, the demographics of this survey when they started watching Corrie because that's a really interesting mm. thing to consider because you know when when you started watching it it's probably going to have an impact on who you think is the um the best character yeah yeah absolutely let's move on let's go up to 28 where we've got Alf Roberts no, so one, good, of, one of the long term I mean Alf started in the show in the very early 60s didn't he although he wasn't in it a whole lot for the first decade but he had a good you know nearly 40 year run on the show which means that I think he's you know absolutely deserving of a place this high up in the list and um we've been watching Alf and you know as develop as a character in on the DVDs haven't we it's particularly in the late 70s early 80s mid 80s that we've been watching um what's has your opinion on Alf changed at all since you've been he seeing him more? He was a very much a background character for a he long was... time until he married Rini Bradshaw yeah. and then got involved and started saying he wanted to work because he used to be like a postman or something. Yeah, but we never really saw him doing much of that. No. So he was like, off the street. <laughs> yes, that's right. And once he sort of became the proprietor, well, he was like co owner of the corner shop, and then obviously he really got pulled through the face. Mm, and then, <laughs> and then, um, he took over and the fact that he was the owner of that shop and also the mayor. He was just, he just seems to be a, a really nice chap, doesn't he? There's, there's, I wouldn't say that he's, you know, there's, there's many who would have a bad word to say about Alf Roberts. Oh, unless he's, you're curling, you're saying he's racist. Oh, well, yeah, of course. And that's where we're up to at the moment in the late 80s. But he was, he was a decent chap. He was, um, he was solid. He was reliable. He was dependable. Great on the arm of Audrey because of her being all flighty and, uh, you know, spend, spendy. What's it? Yeah. Her? Um, uh, Prodigal. Okay, means I spends don't lots think of money. Um, where, whereas Alf had, had you know purse strings tighter than a mouse's ass. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't you think that's a saying? It is now. Um, yeah, because you Alf had died before you started watching it because you started in the early 2000s yeah so would you say that are you, are you are you'd like I'm enjoying watching him I think he's really like he's likeable yeah he in is. a way that it's hard to be now on Coronation Street because the stories are so uh, explosive and they sort of beg you to take a side he's he's a charming a mm. charming guy solid reliable like I, I said say. um yeah and, and, and I, I I'm enjoying him um watching him grow ever weary of, of Audrey's capers, <laughs> as we say, with the, with the old uh, purse. Okay, so yeah. The good, old well, purse capers. <laughs> it, it sounds like something you used to put in your pocket in medieval times to stop goblins coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he had, he was exactly the same position. He was number 28 in the 2010 poll as well. I think one of the few characters that has not moved at all. So congratulations, Elf. You're, <laughs> you're, you're solid as a rock, mate. Yeah. Now, or... Oh, 
Oh, 27. Oh, Percy. It's Phyllis Pitt. That's a really terrible Percy impression. I can't well, considering do considering that you're a man and she's I need a to, woman and she's got to, quite a few years and probably fags on you. Yeah, quite quite a few fags on me does Phyllis Pierce. 27, Phyllis Pierce. Wow, I'm I'm quite shocked about this. Not that I've got any problem with, with Phyllis Pierce, but again, compared to some of the characters that um, have come before her, I'm surprised that she's that high. Of the, I think she's got ITV3 repeats on her side at the moment, but we've still not mm. really, on, on our rewatch, and we're, we're 88 now, aren't we? We've not really seen Phyllis get into her stride, even though she's been in the show, what, five years or so? She's been very, very background. But then I suppose she stays that as well, doesn't she? Even throughout the 90s, up until when Jill Summers had to leave in 96, 97, Phyllis Pierce never had big storylines to herself, but she's she was great as a foil for Percy and always chasing after him, which we're starting to see more of in the DVDs. She was funny. Jill Summers seemed to be a bit of a minx. Uh, <laughs> and um, I, I can see why people loved her. I'm I'm just a bit surprised that she's not, been forgotten a little bit more because she doesn't strike me as being you know an all-time great memorable character name your best name number 30 most popular or famous characters that's on coronation true. street phyllis pierce she's is not there. a household name no she's not that, that's what i'm getting at whereas i think a lot of the others that are higher on this list are household names i honestly think that she is the most obscure character in the top 30 mm. and we, we've never even done a character profile of her on the podcast because there's not a whole well, lot she must be just, totally there's not a whole lot to say but that's because of the lack of the story lack of stories but I, I always enjoy watching her and i wonder whether she's the sort of person if she did have stories it she'd lose her shine a bit because you get some characters like moira say um who when they come in they say their lines they disappear off again <laughs> yeah. and moira has disappeared for quite a long time now um, some say some say for good perhaps yes, good. Um, yeah so um, I suppose congratulations Phyllis for making it so high you, you've got an important part in many people's hearts lots of people have got a real soft spot for her and, and that counts for a lot I suppose in surveys like this well this is the thing because what's the actual title of the survey ultimate character survey so it's not even saying like the best character or your favorite character i don't think so but... like the 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 criteria was completely left up to each individual person to decide yeah. for themselves what what all you were asked for were was do you want to score this character at all number one number two out of five what do you think this character deserves mm. and it wasn't saying Who's the most entertaining? Who's the funniest? Who's the no. most likable? Who have the best storylines? So there's a big mix of different characters on here. I because... can see. I can see people going, "Oh, she was great, Phyllis." Four, you yeah. know, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And other people saying, I, "I don't know who she is. I won't vote." So that and that doesn't count against her. But she's actually risen quite a lot. She's gone up twelve places since uh, the first survey. Yeah. So, uh, but so I think the the ITV three repeats are partly uh, to thank for that. Because we've been given all the information about how many, how many scores of each type, each character was given. Yeah, I mean she she got a lot of fives, didn't she? Looking yeah. at that, she got she got three hundred and nine people voting fives versus that's you know, quite a lot. Thirty six people voted one, thirty nine voted two. So yes, people who knew her liked her. Yeah, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, really liked her. Now let's do twenty six. I say twenty six, Jabba. Who do we have here? <laughs> I wouldn't be able to tell you from that. Um, 
impersonation. It's Fred Elliott. Nice, nice. Now, he has gone up... Um, no, he has... Sorry, he has dropped 20 places That's since the... That's very, two- very... Yeah, he, he was at number six wow. in, the, in the original poll. And um, you know what? I, I really do like Fred. I don't know whether he'd be in my top ten or not, but he... He he might be, but if he wasn't in the top ten, he'd be he'd be skirting around the outside because he was he was brilliant. I I do think that he has kind of been forgotten in some way. People don't really really reference him anymore. He doesn't have the links on the show anymore because we haven't got Ashley, we haven't got Maxine, we haven't got. I mean, we do still have do you Audrey. Mean he's been forgotten on the show on, by on the, the character on the show, and therefore. By some of the viewing public as well, no, but he I, was so big. I think so he's big. another one though who has a legacy because of the catchphrases. Yeah, and I'm not saying that all these characters boil down to just a catchphrase, but obviously, the people are more memorable when they have something quirky about mm. their personality or their appearance. And he was a big jolly gent um, with no hair who had a funny catchphrase. Yeah, he he was larger than life. Um, he. At the time, I think every, I think it's fair to say that pretty much everyone loved him. They didn't have very much bad to say about him. I mean, we we had he had forty vote people voting him as a one. I don't know how you could possibly do that, but I suppose he's the sort of that, that might annoy you. And he was a bit of a perv at the beginning as well, but he he was so funny and and just having a skim of the rest of the top uh, twenty five. There's a lot of women in there, aren't there? He's he might even be in the top five men of the list and for a uh, for a show that is so much about you know the strong northern women blah 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 that's it's quite an achievement to yeah to make to, to your, make your mark of, as a, yeah. as a as a an important man as so a man in a woman's I, I, world i love fred i think I he should be higher i really think he should be higher than it's this it's tough out there but when no, it's, it's being run by women isn't it um who have we got at 25 Gemma Sally Metcalf Webster please yeah good job that's a solid place Sally Sudden if we're going to go back to basics fine fine she's she's risen she's gone up 12 places since the last time which surprises me a bit I would have thought that in the past people might have voted her higher and 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 25 it it feels like she's become a less snobby hasn't she and a bit more sympathetic and I mean her marriage with Tim has come. I think you're right. Here, I... And and her sort of rebirth as a proper comedy character, who also you know she won awards for her partnership with Tim. Yeah, and 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 I know that that's gone off the boil a little bit in the past few years. But you're right. I think that the partnership with Tim has helped uh, give her a bit of a boost in um and on all the stuff with her being mayor as well. The the you, you her, actually her sort of supporting Sophie. I would say that ten years ago she was still as a Christian and a lesbian. Ten years ago she was still snobby, but that was just when the whole Sophie Shan thing was coming about. So everything that's happened since um, sort of knocked the edges off for a little bit. Also, her yeah. diagnosis as a cancer diagnosis. Mm, yeah, definitely. And um, the fact that the actress was going through the same thing at the same time really, I think, galvanizes people to feel more a deeper connection to the to the character Mm. it's interesting what you were saying about what we're saying about the comedy as well because i would say that up until 2010 since 2010 she's been pushed more down the comedy route and she's used more for comic relief but not to the detriment of the character she can still do when she needs to absolutely serious (laughs) stuff i'm not mentioning any names here right right um 
and the fact that she can still get that balance just right is, is you know, it means she's deserving of a high place. She's she's one of the, I think she's in the top ten for number of episodes in Coronation Street ever, and she's she's right. going to be. I'm hoping that there's no end in sight for her, so she's going to be rocketing up there. Um, I think that I think that's that's a decent place. Maybe she deserves a little bit higher. To be fair, um, twenty four. We have got our last new entry in the list since 2010 so this is the highest new character interesting choice i was really surprised to see this one come up it's evelyn Plummer, and it's not even like she's i mean she's the highest ranked character of the last 10 years but she's only been in it two years yeah two three years at that i I think it probably is this was like this is rocketing to coronation street heights this is yeah have there has there ever been well there probably has been but this character has you know managed to win everyone's hearts in no small part thanks to the fact that maureen Littman has already had a big place and oh yeah i I think the caliber of the actress behind yeah she's a great actress she's already got a, a mm. lot of people on her side because they like maureen Littman. i think one of the things that surprised me about this maybe was that you know reading the Corrie fandom, there's, there are still some people who are like, no, don't, I can't be dealing with Evelyn, don't like her, Blanche wannabe, um, not funny. Yeah, mm. I, I've heard a lot of that, and some people just don't like Maureen Lippmann. And scanning the number of ones that all the characters got, and we've just got the top 33 are visible to us at the moment, oh, yes. she's, she's got, got almost the most. the most number one. She got, four, not number one, scores of one. She got 49 people voting for her one. And the only other one that comes close on here is Richard Hillman, who got 54, which is really interesting. Why did Richard, why did 54 people vote Richard Hillman a one? Is it because they hated him so much because he was a baddie? Grr, I shake my fist at you. And I don't think, if, I mean, there might be some of that, but I don't think people would vote Evelyn that because she's not a baddie, you know? I think, um, I think she, the thing is, her, I don't think her introduction was very good. And I think it took them a long time to balance what they to get what they wanted out of her, and to make her likable as well as an interesting battle axe character. Yeah, she was too rough edged at the beginning, wasn't she? She was too sharp and unpleasant at the beginning, and it took them a while. But now I think they're really in the groove. Yeah, you know, she's very judgmental relationship with Dev brilliant I'm loving how it's bringing Tyrone and Fizz into the fore a little bit more relationship with Ruby and Hope she's she's fantastic and this recent stuff with Arthur I've really really enjoyed and I will say also that sometimes if you're popular and you're new people will take against you and I think that perhaps that that 49 people scoring her a one is more of a reaction to the fact that she's so popular rather than the fact that she is intrinsically a bad character. Could be, but, you know, on the flip side of the coin, she got 731 fives, which is actually fairly no, high. Didn't. No, she didn't. She got 380. That's the total oh, that's an, oh, gosh, it is, isn't it? 391 fives. 731 sorry. fives, she would be the best character She would character be the number one. By a long I'm, I'm misreading my columns, everybody. I do apologise. <laughs> um, I'd be very interested to see where she is in... Five years time, let alone ten. She's come out. She's come in with a with a bang and made a big splash. Is she gonna stick there? I I, I don't know whether she's really got depends. as many quotable lines as Blanche. And I don't no. want to compare here. 
I think that she's Blood a really kind of long, good longer in the show. It, it's so difficult when you've got people to compare. Yeah, isn't it? I I think as a character on her own, she's brilliant. It wouldn't surprise me if she slipped a little bit. And also thinking about where um, Sylvia ranked on this poll, which is really really highly compared to where I think I was would have expected her to. Maybe there's <laughs> maybe there's some. Um, a lot of the demographics like the battle axe maybe we could say I think Corey viewers in general like battle axes very very true and from one battle axe to the next number 23 we've got oh, Emily what Bishop what are you talking about <laughs> um, another real long term sadly no longer with the show and with, with the chance of return on the horizon ever dwindling um, I, I think that 23 is a real you know, solid place for this character um, it's so she, important in Coronation Street history, despite not having many huge storylines to her name. She's actually got one of the fewest number of low votes in the top 30. She only had 19 people vote her a one. Yeah, so everybody understands, I think. Everybody likes Emily on the whole, understands her importance to the show. We've seen since watching some of the older episodes, um, she... We've seen her grow over the years, haven't we? I Where honestly are... really appreciate Emily way more than I did mm. when I just thought she was just a boring old lady character. She's almost turned into that a little bit already, even by yeah. the like, late 80s where we're up to at the moment. But now, now I know her story and where she came from, it makes more sense that she's like the way she is, which sounds silly. And obviously, I've obviously got prejudice there against little old ladies mm-hmm. calling her boring and stuff. But... Um, I, I, and she was really, she had, she's really good at comedy as well. Yeah. And I think I've forgotten how many times she has been involved in sort of fairly comedic stories where she just plays completely the straight person. Mm, mm. Um, and you forget how important that is, that yeah. role is in creating comedy. Yeah. Sometimes. I, I might possibly, for, for importance, I think she's right up there. For favourite characters over the years, I'd probably rank her a little bit lower. I don't think there's a whole lot of Corrie fans that are like, oh, I absolutely love Emily Bishop. She's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, give me give me more of that Emily Bishop. You know, she, yeah. she's just, you know, she's there. She's she's likeable, lovely old, you know, Auntie M. She's a solid character. Yeah, without, absolutely. And, she's not offensive in any way. No, of course, no. Um, and, but what, one of the things that I've liked in the, the old episodes that you've been watching is her relationship with Deirdre through the whole... Mike and Deirdre, yeah. Ken love triangle. I always wondered why she was so obsessed with Tracy, but now I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she she's she's a she's a great old great old character, um, and I I'd, I'd, I'd love her to come back. But um, she yeah, was in it for fifty five years. Unlikely now, um, and we and we're just the, these old ladies keep on coming because at number twenty two we <laughs> have so Queen of the Rovers, Annie Walker, the original. Some may say the best. Rover's landlady. So she has dropped six places. I didn't say for Emily, but she stayed, stayed solid at say stayed solid at twenty three. But Annie Walker has gone down six places. Bit sad, really, because since we've been watching, I mean, Annie Walker to us was just a name, just a you know a, a name in a block of text that we may have read about or somebody in pictures. But since the beginning of the year, we've seen so many episodes with her in, and um, I. I think she would be higher in my personal top list of Coronation Street characters. She was a real gem and somebody who didn't fizzle out of the show like no. so many of the other great characters did. True, yeah. I think looking through here, I think that you can tell by the number of votes cast that quite a few people didn't vote at all to score 
Annie. Yeah, you're right. She's surrounded she's got, by... She's people. got 652 votes overall, and she actually has a lot less, lot fewer votes than Emily Bishop. Mm. Um, but because she had a greater number of fives, she she goes one ahead of, of Emily. Yeah. And I think it's fair to say that if you look at this list, you'll also see that the older the characters are, the fewer votes were cast for them. Yeah, that um, makes sense. But, um, you know, the fact that she's she's um, in number 22, she uh, yeah, she definitely deserves to be... I think she deserves to be in the top 20. I really think she's one of... It's Makes so me difficult. wonder if everybody who voted saw every episode of Coronation Street. Yes, I know, Street, that's what I'm thinking. Would she have come higher? Because she was. they struck gold when they got um, Doris Speed to, to play this part. She just did it absolutely perfectly. The, the, the snootishness, the, the, the looking down upon people uh, and casting these disparaging remarks while gazing up into the ceiling. She knew that she was, you know, on high and better than everybody. And uh, Doris Speed just played it perfectly. Annie Walker... Um, according to coronationstreet.fandom.com, because they write a little facts about each of the characters and a little rundown of their lives, Annie was based on a woman called Josephine Patterson, who was landlady of the Lantern Pike, which is one of the oh, places that we went to go and visit when yeah, we were Yeah, that was in, a, uh, the Pat Phoenix we pub, wasn't north. it? Where, yeah. Well, yeah, Pat Phoenix and um, Tony Warren. Mm. No, this was this was the place that was in Tony Warren's village. Yeah. So he wrote the original scripts, some of them, in the Lantern Pike, probably looking at this woman, who then would eventually turn into to Annie Walker. And, and the, the Pat Phoenix connection is that she also lived in the same village as he did. Yeah, that's right. So as, as much as Annie and Jack Walker were a brilliant duo for the first 10 odd years of Coronation Street, the fact that Annie Walker then went on and did, did so much so time well. on her own, and, there was the, and the, all the stories were about her... Can, could she run this pub on her own in in her, you know, in, as she was getting older? Um, yeah. Uh, is she the longest term but, um, landlady that the Coronation Street has ever had? I would say probably. Um, she was fantastic. It's a shame that for so many modern viewers, she's just a memory, just a memory or just, or just a name that doesn't mean anything. But she, she really was something special. I would say one of, one of my favorites of the original bunch. Definitely. Oh, easily. Yes. Very iconic. Loved Annie Walker. Who have we got next? Gail Rodwell. Gail. Nice. She has jumped up 35 places. So in our top 30, this is the biggest jump. Um, yeah, she was 56th back in 2010. Really interesting. So I would have said a drop for Gail would have Make been more, more likely because she I has think, the character has lost it a little bit. Yeah, but I'm going to say I think that being 56th in 2010 was weird. Oh, I think that's absolutely. too low. So, so to me, this feels like a bit of a sort of writing of the Yeah, I get what you mean by story. that, actually. Yeah, I mean, considering that in 2010 that was, I mean... The Richard Hillman's saga was maybe a bit of a distant memory there, what, seven, six years ago. Uh, why was she ranked so low then? I, I can't put my finger on it. I don't remember what Gail was getting up to then. Um, but as as a member of the Platt clan, um, uh, you're going to get a high high ranking, aren't you, I suppose? As, These as, days, yeah. As they are such a prominent ca- uh, character I in the show. I said five years ago, more so than Yeah, now. you're right, you're right. But um, Because I think Kate Oates did a lot of... Really good work, um, sharing out a bit more of the attention because it really was the plat show. Not that I had a problem with that. I didn't mind it at all, but she 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 sort of 
um, brought the Barlows back into prominence. Mm. And now I think the focus is a bit more equally on the bigger families yeah. than yeah. it used to be. So I think the Platts have had their heyday now. Mm. I suppose Gail is kind of reaching the age where people have got a, you know, a respect for a character that's been in it that long and she's not well, she just she's not just you know one of one of the characters she's a she's a proper long termer isn't she she's been in it since the since the 70s yeah um and, and i think with characters like that if they're still going in it there's a lot to recommend them isn't there yeah i also don't think they're likely to go unless the ac- the actor wants to go at oh, this yeah. point, you know <laughs> yeah definitely definitely so uh, yeah well done gail interesting she's she may be past her prime now, possibly. I don't think she is. I think that I think what you're trying to say is that the writers aren't giving her her best. No, although she still is stories. capable, obviously, of pulling it out she of the can. bag. She really. She's I mean, really even fantastic. recently with what Helen we've seen Worth. with her and Nick during I mean, this Ollie story. Oh well, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so what? Why are we? Why is so much attention being given to her simpering side mm. when she's got so many other things? Yeah, I I would say between Gail and Sally and often those names are so closely associated with each other because you know best friends and all that apparently I would say that Sally has come out of the 2010s better than Gail has so I would maybe want to have a switch around of those but you know they're they're both fairly close to each other so I'll I'll take it I agree with you about that I would swap Sally and Gail around just because I think that Sally's a more rounded character than Gail is yeah, but I mean, yeah, she she has got part of the Platt legacy, hasn't she? Speaking and of which, and also her which... relationship with David Platt is obviously a massive, Ooh, a lovely segue, a massive part of her appeal. And where is David? Twenty. He David has Platt just makes picked it into his mum into the top twenty. Nice All one, on Christmas David. Day. Um, so he's thirty now. He's going to be thirty this year. Oh, is he? Well, he was born in nineteen ninety. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. So he's risen 23 places since 2010. Another big mover since the last um, the last profile. Not surprising. 30 seems so young what, to me. What is surprising... <laughs> I was 30. <laughs> I know. What is surprising is I thought he might be higher. Yes, me too. I love David so much. I think he's such there's, a great character. There's so much love and respect for, for Jack P. Shepherd's portrayal of David at the moment. Uh, not just from us, who are obviously big David fans. It just generally seems like everybody thinks that he's pretty great on the show, David, and he and he gets the nominations, you know, fairly consistently. He gets the nom- nominations for best actor. Um, I, I suppose what we were saying about Fred earlier, it's still you're still in the top, you know, five guys. If even if you're number twenty in the in the mm-hmm. in, entire character list, but um, I. I does he deserve to be a bit higher? Will will he continue to rise? Will he continue to be used quite so much? I I think the future could, you know, belong to David. And I I hope that he doesn't go down the Steve McDonald route and go a bit silly. I, I don't think Jack would let the character go that way. I don't know that it's down to him. But the thing is... No, but I think he would say... if if He's the sort that would say if the character's not working for him, he'd be like, I'm out of here. Oh, interesting. Possibly. Um, we talk a lot about who is the, who's the street's new man, you know, like Ken Barlow is obviously the, the sort of ever present, Mm. you know, male character and we're, we're sort of, when he leaves, which is, you know, 
who knows when that will be, hopefully not for a very long time, who's going to take up the mantle. And we talk a lot about Daniel being that person just because he is the son of mm. Ken. But, you know, you could very much make a case for it being David just yeah. because of how integral to many of the storylines of the street, like, the, the, you know, the big stories of the street he's been. It's been a part of those. And also, he's been in it for so long, he was born in the show. I mean, the first 10 years of David are a bit of a write-off, aren't they? But in the last 20 years, we've just seen this this little kid, this cheeky little boy, go through the Richard Hillman saga, turn into yeah. the demon teenager, which is a bit of a cliche, to be fair, but everybody loved him through that stage. Well, not to be honest, but... Coronation Street is not very good, really, He's... at making teenage characters sort of interesting or important feeling they're, they're trying harder now but it felt a bit like you just got put on the shelf yeah he's this he's, new generation of teenage characters is definitely a sort of rejuvenation of of that age group but david really sort of ruled the roost when he was a teen yeah th- he's he's got so much depth and yeah, and i does. think if it wasn't for jack p shepherd's fantastic talent at being able to bring this character to life mm-hmm. there's no reason to think that david couldn't have just gone the same way as so many other teenagers that have just kind of gone off the boil a little bit. You know, we've seen quite a yeah, lot of yeah, we've seen a lot of child been, actors grow up and just gone. There's been a lot of the potential of that's been like squandered, not not you know on purpose. But you you can't give everyone a shot, can you? No. Not everybody gets to be the star of of the, of a soap. You only get one big story a year, one or two big stories a year. Mm. Mm. Um, interestingly, he's gone up quite a lot. He was 43rd. Yeah, gone up to 23. So that's a massive leap, and I think, you know... Yeah, I, I would hope that he would continue to rise, but like you yeah. said, it feels like the plats are being used a bit less now. Um, maybe let's let's give him a new push, because I think if I was if I was in charge of Coronation Street, I'd be putting David front and centre. He would be but my poster be boy careful, you? for the street. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, 19 then, so into the teens, we have got Mike Baldwin. So um, he's just gone up two places since 2010, so not much of a mover there. Um he, I don't, I don't like him as much as David Platt. I have to say, but I do respect the importance and the legacy that that Mike Baldwin has on the street. I mean, there's obviously the the feud with Ken Barlow is the main thing that people will always associate with him. Um, but Johnny Briggs was a real solid actor and a real charmer, much like Jack P. Shepard is. Uh, so it's not surprising that people have got some some fond memories of him. Well, he also came into the show at the right time for the more sensational sort of love love stories and the tales of exaggerated life life stories um everything was a bit more sedate before that you know yeah. we had we had big stunts like you know tr- cars crashing into things and viaducts collapsing and houses falling down but um this was like the more the more recognizably soapy stories of affairs and cheating and and that being a big draw for people and you know the the story about it the news that Deirdre was going to stay with Ken being broadcast on the Mm. football thing or whatever it was yeah, we, we've also just been watching him getting married to uh, Ken's daughter Susan as well, haven't That's we? On really the DVDs, funny. has been quite funny. But he, he's got an important legacy. He's he's 
there, there's there's been a factory on Coronation Street of sorts almost constantly through the show. I know we've yeah. had times when it's been a community centre and whatnot. And when you think factories, there isn't the a number better. one. There, there, there isn't. isn't a, no. Even Carla, you know, doesn't come close to how important Mike Baldwin was to the factory. Yeah, of legacy Coronation of Coronation Street. Street. Yeah, real a, a charmer, a wide boy. Likeable despite being a bit of a nasty toe rag and only being out for number one, but yeah, he, he did have his good side as well. And, and I'm thinking of like when John uh, Lindsay got Deirdre sent to prison. Mike was fighting for Deirdre, so yeah, he's um, got his he's got things to recommend him. He does, he does, and uh, and despite what William Roach thinks, a damn good exit as well. Well, he was more concerned about his performance in that <laughs> take, wasn't he, rather than yeah the story. Okay, another another high guy on the street. I don't think I'd put him in my top twenty necessarily, but I think fine. He, I think it, it feels about right that he's there. He's he's a, a big name. I think one of the other things that some of these characters seem to have in this top twenty is either really strong current presence in the show, or a nice story arc that you can look at it and go, yeah, that's the story of somebody's life. Like Mike, Mike came in, mm. he was arrogant, mm. he was he was cocky, he fell in and out of love, he had rivals, but at the end, he died in the arms of his nemesis. He was just a weak, frail old man, wasn't and he? You're right. He had a real arc. That was a tragic story, really. If you look at if you look at how he died, and that's memorable. That sticks in people's minds. So when they're coming to do a score. They're, a lot of these aren't just the personalities, obviously they're the storylines that the characters were involved in and Mike was involved in massive storylines which included his exit. Yeah, yeah. you get some characters that just kind of pop in for a story then go to the background again yes. and, and they just, it's like they pull and them some, out of the cupboard honestly, and, and dance about on the stage for a bit and then off they go. But you're right, Mike, I feel that even though we haven't, we we only saw him come in as middle-aged, we, we know him really well, real, really in-depth. A deep character. Some characters will only ever have one massive story their entire run mm. on the show. Yeah. And yeah. all of these characters in the top 20, I think, you can say had multiple, mm. multiple big stories. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, number 18 then, we've got another fan favourite, Audrey Roberts. <sighs> another long time, long term. I mean, she's been in it over 40 years now. She was at 40 just last year, I can't remember. Um it's she's she's such a funny one because I still see her as being a bit of a side character, yet equally so important and integral to why so many people like the show and and when you think back on Audrey, just so many great memories. Of... Yeah, I don't think perhaps she's appreciated enough as how iconic she is because there are lots of other female characters who've either been in it longer than she is or have had bigger stories than she has, mm. but she's just been there for so long. Like since nineteen twenty nine, I think is that right? She's just been there for so That's long, yeah. That and and she has kind of, she has evolved as as time has gone on from sort of being a very flighty kind of unpredictable, uh, unreliable, rubbish parent into turning into this like kind of pillar of the community as the mayor asset. Um, the mayor's wife was she the mayoress? Um, no, she. I don't. Well, she was for oh, a little bit, but then she ma- got she, she got mayoress. tired of it, and then yeah. Betty ended up taking over. 
Yeah. And she's also, it's also strange because she doesn't actually live on the street. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, well, often when you think of the big names of Coronation Street, you, you've got to live on the street. And she yeah. did for a bit, didn't she? She and Alf lived there. But since yeah, the early 90s, alone, they've lived, yeah. Yeah, since the early 90s, she's been Grasmere Drive through and through. Yes. And so there've been and, periods where we've not seen her on the owning street. Owning a business there is, is an important way of keeping Oh, yeah, absolutely, it absolutely. Uh, it's always funny to me, she, she seems to, in my head, Audrey is Gail's mum first and a character in her own right second. Really? I don't think of it the other way around. Yeah, no, I... I, I so I kind of see her as a side character, even though I shouldn't. And, and, I don't. And I would say that she's... She's had a... She hasn't had... There haven't been very many Audrey stories. There's been Platt stories where she's had stuff to do. You know, Gail stories where she's had Most bits to do. Most of the stuff do. she's done recently has been to do with... Um, What's Nigel Haver's character? Lewis Archer. Yes, all of that stuff was great. Yeah, she 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 has. And I think that that makes her more likable. You know, some people will go through a storyline that is big, important storyline, but they don't come out of it really having won anyone's affection. No. Whereas Audrey did because that was another tragic story, and she's really been quite unlucky in love because she sort of oh yeah, I mean a... Mark, remember transvestite story? Well, um... I was thinking more of the fact that you know people die. Yeah, that's pretty sad as well. I think that there's there's an awful lot of affection for you know Alfie and Audrey as a couple. Yeah, um, yeah. And then the whole thing with Lewis really, honestly, won won me over for Audrey Mm. because it was also really nice too to have a romance story for a woman who is over the age of (laughs) fifty. You know, because I mean, obviously, soaps have the have this stuff, um, and but they're one of the few pieces of entertainment where we're sort of expected well we're we're um able to take women mature women's love lives seriously mm. or or sort of examine them at all yeah which is why i like them because they're a bit more de- democratic than yeah. other forms of entertainment i'll tell you about audrey and sue nichols she might not always be at the forefront of all the big stories but whenever whenever they need her to do anything she always brings her a game I love she her. can play it just right the comedy she does perfectly the drama she does perfectly i mean we've got the She's hair really the hairdressing great. awards from a few years oh, ago is it's drop. not up there with the alcoholics anonymous but often when people say what well, have been some funny scenes <laughs> in recent times in coronation street the hairdressing awards will often get mentioned. Yeah, because so it was hilarious. It was hilarious, and, and a lot of that was down to Sue Nichols. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just remember as well, when we were at the Soap Awards, um, was it last year, and Sue <laughs> was up on the stage getting her outstanding achievement or lifetime achievement or yeah, whatever it was. And she and her, her acceptance speech love was her. just brilliant. Absolutely so, love her. Despite at number 18, maybe a bit underappreciated. I don't know. I, I, I think this is a, a, a good space, a good place for her. I know, but the thing is, all my favourite characters, I think, they should definitely be in the top 20, and there's more than 20 of them. Yeah. Um, also, we have to give a quick shout-out to the Audrey noise, um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which, obviously, Martin Hett on uh, Twitter... Yeah, well, I, I, I at least hope that Martin Hett would be pleased that Audrey jumped yes. up 13 places since uh, the 2010 That's true, poll. yes. Now, we have got a non-mover again at number 17. I mean, as I said earlier with uh, with Alf Roberts, it's surprised we've had a non-mover, but we've had a few since then. We've now got Stan Ogden. Oh, bless him. I know. And he is the what, third to n- number three uh, male character on the street. I'm just having a look at who we've got left to, to, to come. Um, 
this is a bit of a surprise to me. Why? Because he it always should felt lower that or higher. Lower. Do I don't think he should be, but I think that he was always in Hilda's shadow. Yeah, Hilda I agree is with that. the one of the two that gets the most recognition. Is that like, oh, Hilda this, Hilda that? Whereas Jack and Vera, they're often considered on yes. a fairly equal pegging. You're right. You're very right. Um, and it was all about Hilda, and he was just there, you know, being being nagged out and berated, and just kind of being a, a general s- slob. And um, <laughs> he but, wasn't. He was just awful. But we we've seen a lot of him this year on the DVDs, and he was really lovable and and funny. And, and also, it, but he was a dog's body, and um, he was the underdog a lot of the time. But it yeah. was his own fault, mm-hmm. and um, it was heartbreaking to see how obviously he was holding the Ogdens back just through his laziness. Mm. Um, and, and his sort of lack of, <laughs> I don't know, foresight or perspective. I, I... Looking back, the Ogden stories were some of my favourite bits of recurring vintage Corrie goodness. More than any other Hilda, couple. Stan, Eddie, they would yeah. have their own episodes where yeah. this is the one where they go and do this. Yeah. And then they the, things go wrong for them. And un- what a fine mess you got us into, Stanley, sort of thing. As a couple, they had more antics, I think, than any other characters. I know people Mini like antics. to say to say Jack and Vera had some big ones, but when you ask, you know, when you look at it, they can only really remember a few really big. Yeah, I mean, with Stan and Hilda, you've obviously got the honeymoon, but that they had more of the little antics. I yeah, would they say. did. Yeah. Um, so what are they getting up to now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I really love Stan, and I, and I'm surprised in a way that like I said, that he has been remembered quite so fondly by by some of the, the voters in the poll. Though, again, it, looking at the numbers, 650 votes cast puts him at not not one of the highest, but at least for the people that did love him, they, they remember him fondly. But again, this is another example of how we are viewing this through the lens of the time it was recorded in, not imposing 2020 values onto characters. <laughs> From the past, and I think that chronological relativism is an what important. I just made that up. I think that's rubbish, but um, it's important to. You're going to get yourself in going round in circles and just cancel everybody unless you have a bit of perspective about a lot of these characters. Stan Ogden was a domestic abuser who used to beat his wife, but he was also a lovable character <laughs> because at the time that was presented as as like a silly joke. Yeah. And, of course, now we understand it's not funny. And we've got... I think Coronation Street has done a really great work recently rectifying that kind of legacy of, of not taking it very seriously with Yasmin and Jeff's storyline. Because, I mean, Jeff hasn't even laid a finger on Yasmin, but he has been very, very abusive and it's been um, p- portrayed really well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I just want to... We're not, we're not unaware of some of these characters' problematic... Past, yeah. I mean, I mean, but, they they downplayed it a bit, but in, especially in the early days, Stan was some some of the things that we saw him saying and doing was a little bit dodgy, and it 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 wasn't like you know we wouldn't see him hitting her, and it was like oh, she deserves that. Shift, sort of thing, moral but shift all the time. There was the threat, and and I'm not saying that it was right to sort of view this as not being as as back in the day, just being like a comic thing that you would you know threaten to slap your wife about, but in hundred years 
it, I people might watch this show and say, oh, I think it's disgusting that they all ate meat all the time and never mentioned all the animals that they killed, you know? Mm. Uh, we, we take our morals with us and they change all the time and that's really important. Yeah. It's really important that we do keep reevaluating ourselves, but you can't just... You can't just take your morals that exist now and no. project them onto onto the past because it doesn't work like that. One thing before we move on from Stan that I'd say is a is a well done to him is that compared to some of these other characters who have either held their high place or even jumped higher because of various reasons like the ITV3 repeats, there's no particular reason why Stan shouldn't have dropped because yeah. on ITV3 and everything, he, he that's past his time, way past his time. He never gets mentioned. He's not in any way relevant to the street anymore. Um, the so options are completely... Com- yeah, gone. utterly irrelevant. Yeah. Um, so despite that, the fact that he's still up there, um, when we've seen so testament. many other characters who used to be bigger, I mean, like Al- Albert Tatlock has dropped out of the top 60. Yeah, Stan Ogden sits firm at number 17. That that's That says a lot. Also, I wonder how much of this can be put down to clip shows and keeping them, keeping some names alive through the clip shows and mm. what's been archived and, and gets used time and time again and what, what just doesn't. Because even if you don't know or haven't seen any of the, any of the original, you know, back older episodes, you will have probably seen Stan Hilda doing their honeymoon scene yeah yeah but it doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna say oh they they look like a brilliant couple it's like that they're telling me that they're a no brilliant. but i think some i think that it's keep, it's, it, i don't think it's a massive alive. percentage of people but i will say i bet you that some people have gone oh yeah he's a five he, he i know who that is yeah quite possibly quite possibly well i mean i think it's quite um quite apt that one of coronation street's most sedentary characters is a non-mover on this poll. <laughs> nice one. Um, so let's move on to number 16. Quite fascinating, this one. Alma Sedgwick, slash Halliwell, slash Baldwin. Um, I wouldn't have put her that high. I, I And I can't quite put my finger on it. She she was decent. Um, and we've seen just little bits of her, haven't we, on the DVDs? Because she came in in the early 80s in Jim's Cafe, a uh, very youngish-looking... Um, oh, who plays her? Amanda Barry... Um, and then she disappeared for a bit and hasn't really, hasn't hit her stride yet, hasn't hit her golden years, which I would say was the 90s. So thinking about Coronation Street's timeline, Alma really only made a splash for 10, 12, 13 years. So for a character who had a relatively short legacy to get to number 16 in the poll um, means that she, she, she made pretty pretty decent impact yeah, I I agree with you. I I think it, this is an example of what I was saying earlier about how the story of your life and whether you've got a satisfying sort of beginning, middle, and end as a character, how that can affect your legacy, mm. right? So so Alma obviously had one of the most tragic endings in soap, didn't she? Yeah dying of cancer with you know and and audrey sort of almost well missing out on saying goodbye to her friend and um the growth that she had from her beginning as like just being a sort of irrelevant kind of wife of the owner who didn't really care Mm. into into being like embroiled in some 
Yeah, I think what you're saying about her death is quite important. I think that counts quite a lot for her. I think when people think Alma, they think gone before her time. Yeah, uh, tragic. If only tragic. tragic. Let's of, give her a five, maybe. And wasn't it one of the, you know, I the first big cancer storylines yeah. on, on Corrie and it sort of went from the beginning of the diagnosis all the way through. Yeah, and, and, it, and it had and a it was massive a bit, impact on It did, people. and it was quick and, and it was criticised, the story, wasn't it, for seemingly... Um, progressing quicker than it would in real life because they wanted to to, to you know, get it out the door. I don't know get what, it done in time for Amanda's contract. I don't know. Do I can't remember. I don't the know what specifically it, but... the cancer was and how it was portrayed differently to what the real dis- disease would well, be this, like. This is what I've read. But you, we all know we've had stories of people that get diagnosed and then next week they're dead. So. Oh yeah, I know, I know. But she she was a she was a, a strong character. She was one of the few people that could, you know, stand up to Mike and, and sometimes win. She she knew her own mind. She was also a bit different from many of the other women in the street in that she she felt more she was a bit more socially upwardly mobile than a lot of the other women who just, you know, they were born on a on the back streets and they worked in a factory and, mm. or a shop and that was it. Yeah, I mean, she was, she was a businesswoman, wasn't she? Was business she was a businesswoman. She wasn't necessarily better or cleverer or, or anything than anybody else, but she just had that confidence of being a middle-class person. Yeah. And, and that kind of affluence that gives you the, the cushion that you need to, to sort of bounce around from success to failure to success again yeah. which, which working class people don't she, have she went on and, and, and into like independent catering kind of things we've been seeing on ITV3 recently she's kind of she's just sold the cafe to Roy which has put in that, that yeah. into, into a new era um, we're, we're watching her romance with Stephen Reed, which is a little bit a little bit cringy and a little awkward but yeah. there aren't very many independent business women characters in Coronation Street's history, if you take every single person who's ever been in it, mm. but the ones who are seem to be a bit more interesting yeah. and, and sort of score higher because they are, they've got different kinds of storylines. Yeah, yeah. And their stories don't have to revolve around who they're shagging or what they're... Yeah, and hers, hers didn't. Yeah. yeah I, I, I liked her. She was nobody's fool, was Alma. Still think she's a little bit high, but I have to say I'd give her um, definitely at least number sixteen, which is what she's got for her popped collars. <laughs> I thought she was such a sharp dresser. I really enjoy watching her fashion. She, <laughs> I think if I if I watched Corrie when she was in it, I'd be like, oh, I want to look what, like that. Where'd you get that? She's Amanda. got such great hair as well. <laughs> oh, she has raven black. Now, from somebody who's nobody's fool to somebody who is many people's fool, oh, number fifteen, her. we've got Mavis Wilton who has sadly dropped 10 places. She was at number five in the 2010 poll. Not surprised that she's not that high anymore. I don't think, you know, with hindsight, she is a top five character, sadly. No. But she she was a great, and I've enjoyed seeing you grow (laughs) to love her more in our DVD rewatches. I I really think the the good thing about about watching all this through is that I'm pretty sure I'm going to want to watch it all again at a later point and I'm getting to see what Mavis revisiting Mavis when she originally appeared in it now I like her more yeah appreciate her more it's going to be quite interesting Mm. it's just the she's mostly remembered as the the double wet blanket the wet blanket the one half of two great double acts Mavis and Rita 
and Mavis and Derek. Oh, Rita bullies the hell out of Mavis. Well, so does Derek in some ways, doesn't Poor he? Mavis. He, he, Derek, I mean, what we're seeing at the moment, at least, in late 80s, he's completely oblivious to the fact that he's totally using her while he's married to Angela, but still going oh, to see her because Angela is um, mean. Too, too mean for him. And, and all the way through, he's... He's he's just so arrogant and, and so often he doesn't consider her feelings. But um, as a comedy duo, they were just perfect. They The, the chemistry between Thelma and Peter was just brilliant. And uh, I, I love... This is interesting because uh, in, in many ways, Mavis is the sort of buffoon that we're currently berating Gail for being. But yeah. because, you know, that's her character... She's been consistently like like that. It's not like... I mean, Gail didn't used to be quite as pathetic as she is now. No. Whereas Mavis has just been consistently... Drippy. Yeah. And and, and, dithery. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Like, like, yeah. And always, always true to character. She she, draws people's scorn. Yeah. Um, But but I, I am also enjoying watching her with Derek and... And she knows, like, seeing her roll her eyes when Derek goes off on one and, and putting up with him. Mm. She, she's got a bit of a backbone, I suppose. Uh. But, um, but yeah, really, really great character. Sad to see her drop, not surprised. And she's sadly declining in relevance. I mean, it's been over 20 years since she's been in the show and she gets mentioned every now and again when Rita goes up to Cartmel. I, I'm still holding out hope that maybe one day we'll see a Mavis return, if only for a you know a cameo but i i think thelma has ruled out but you know never never say never maybe for 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 rita's exit uh maybe to come back that would be absolutely glorious um speaking of oh yeah i didn't even notice that this is really interesting to me actually really interesting because mavis hasn't been in it like as you mentioned for years whereas rita is a current character yeah dropped seven places she was at seven now she's at 14 not too surprised at the drop because she has um declined in importance in the street in recent years hasn't she i mean she's getting on a bit and i wouldn't say that now she's as relevant as she was and i think Perhaps Rita is an example of somebody who, had she left the show, you know, 10 years ago, she might still have retained that high rank. But because she has, you know, she, she doesn't make much appearance, many appearances these days, especially since she's she's no longer, you know, the front and centre in the cabin. Does that count against her? And maybe once Rita leaves... Perhaps those rose-tinted well, spectacles, yeah, those rose-tinted spectacles will come back on again, and people go, "No, Rita, she is an all-time." I don't think it's rose-tinted spectacles. I no, know I was... what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I think um, she's another character like Emily, who's who I didn't appreciate really until I had seen them grow from being relatively young women to where they are now on the on the street, and it really helps you to put put them into perspective. I think it's kind of hilarious how much of an old wise woman Rita is when she was such a flighty bird when mm. she first came in. I mean, she was sort of one of the... Obviously... Um, she was brought in as a vamp, as a... As yeah, a, yeah. As sexy a, kind of rival to... To, to Elsie Tanner. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, rival for Valen's affections. Well, yeah, and also sex appeal. Mm. Um, because she was an exotic dancer. Yeah, and the singer. We, I've enjoyed seeing her nightclub phase. I mean, now she's stuck behind the counter at yeah. the cabin, isn't she, in the, in the DVD? She gets behind but, that counter relatively quickly, to be honest. She but does. I really did enjoy having her on, you know. Uh, she, 
yeah. Um, some some great stories over the years. She, she, I mean, when we were watching Len's death from in nineteen eighty three, she was such a fantastic performance. Barbara Knotts could really be. She could knock it out of the park when when called upon to, couldn't she? Uh, I've loved seeing her stuff with with Jenny. Yes. We're just about to hit the the real climax of the anti anti Alan Bradley story because he's still not properly gone bad yet. Where no. we're up to, has he? And then throughout the nineties again, <laughs> really. It just rises in importance, really. I think I think fourteen is a really good place for. I think it is. I think it is. I was I was surprised to see that she was number seven in two thousand and ten. I I assume that was because she'd been in some high profile stuff. Possibly, I don't know. Um, I mean, the tram crash hadn't happened at that point, but she she's she's definitely one of the all time greats. Yes, but I don't know whether the the greatest of the greats. Although I'm sure quite a lot of people would have her as their favorite character. That wouldn't surprise me whatsoever if somebody said Rita, she's my favorite because there's just something about her that's just like yeah, I yeah, really there's like there's a bit her. of magic. And Barbara Knox obviously has got a lot of gravitas. Oh yeah, I will say that the the writers are in danger of turning her into a bit of a, a sort of um one note cliche of trotting out wisdom which honestly when Rita says it I don't know if she believes herself because mm. she just seems so pleased with dispensing wisdom yeah it's like she's um it's like she's a fortune cookie tell you what though looking back on this year I think one of my favorite moments and I don't know whether it'll be in the top five when we do that on Patreon next month was at the end of the 10,000th episode and her and Jenny were together in the Rovers and Rita was walking around looking at the photos and all the echoing clips and and she was telling Jenny, oh, you're the best daughter I could have ever asked for. That that was lovely stuff. Yeah, lovely jubbly. Yeah, but... Yeah, I mean, Rita definitely legacy character yeah absolutely she she used to be hard so she's been softened as, as old age can do to you um she she's not going to end up being you know one of the old battle axes in the same way as as ina or or, or evelyn or anything like it, that no, but but um yeah i like the fact I think that she's a, a wise old bird i just don't know where she thinks she's coming off giving people advice mm. considering what she now number 13 oh! i'm going to pass right over to you this is a very pleasantly um, high position for this character because um, even though Becky McDonald is one of our all-time characters, you kind of feel that you're a bit special for liking Becky. It's like she she's my out there pick as a really great Curry character, not, but not at all. Not well. The thing is, we also need to just re-establish the fact that this isn't a quiz. This isn't the survey that was given to every single person who watches Coronation Street. This was given to people who are hardcore enough to go to a, a Wikipedia dedicated to Coronation Street to do a quiz with 300 plus characters yeah or to listen to this podcast or to go online and find this you know you don't you don't get given this at the end of every episode of Coronation Street by ITV to go and do this survey this is people who are yeah, market super research into Coronation Street so you know from that from that perspective, this is a bit of a seal of approval of like the people who are really into curry. What do they yeah. actually like? And Becky McDonald is number thirteen. Yeah, gone up five places since two thousand and ten for no particular reason. I mean, she but she was she left in early two thousand and twelve, so yeah. she had a bit more in her. She had year a, and a half fantastic or so. ending. Another one oh, that had brilliant a fantastic ending. ending. Really satisfying. She flew off into to, to go and live on a holiday for the rest of her life with a beautiful boyfriend and 
son yeah, that new she always adopted wanted. child yeah um and she had a great final line she had she's another one who visually is very distinctive she had her own style mm. um Catherine kelly obviously is an actress who since she has left has gone on to greater and greater prominence yeah miss selfridge uh, um what else has she done she did the criminal criminal she's just on a netflix at the moment class, class. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not the high point of Catherine kelly's career but, but she's she's widely recognized as being a talented actress she's she's one of the the you know the few um who have escaped Build Corey a career and, after Corey. yeah exactly much like um saran jones who we mentioned earlier yeah but yeah I mean, Becky was just wonderful. She was she was in the mould of street urchin. Can I just tell you an interesting good. fact? You she can. Catherine Kelly was actually the second actress to play. I know. Becky McDonald, and funnily enough, the first time she appeared, she was credited as beggar. Oh really? So they get urchin. Yeah, she was. Um, <laughs> she was. Yeah, she was like a ne'er do well living on the streets. I think the first appearance. Like I think it was like Haley was going to do. Some, was helping out at somewhere or some community do gooderish meeting and 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 Becky's she there had begging a pretty for money. bad you know she has a an a, a background that was could lead you to understand how she ended up you know she was she she was being abused by her stepfather she left home she ended up homeless it's a very um common and tragic story for for why many young people end up on the streets they get kicked out of their house or they leave because of parental or domestic abuse um, and you know life wasn't kind to Becky for a long time. Yeah. Was it until she? Well, it's brought in Haley, wasn't it? And yeah, get, getting in a... with such a beloved couple yeah. was a real, a real helping hand for that character, as if she needed it. Because yeah, Catherine was Kelly a... was fantastic at, or is a fantastic actress, real asset to to Corey. And I honestly do believe that if she'd decided that she wanted to stay on Coronation Street, she could have very easily just risen up and up and up and been a bit of a new Bet Lynch. But sadly, yeah, her time was cut short after I don't know how many years, she, what yeah. five, six, seven years maybe, and then you know it it's gone. She she didn't make a long mark on coronation street's history compared to some of the other names that we've got here but she came in with such a bang she was so vivacious so in your face lovable um it's honestly difficult to think of anybody who has joined the show in the last 10 years who's anywhere close to what becky's like is there anybody like her now abby abby's probably the closest you're right yeah i mean i think they want Gemma to be sort (laughs) of a yeah, batting up the wrong tree person. there. But batting Abby, up the wrong tree, that's not the word. Ab, Ab, Abby's probably <laughs> the most promising new female character for that mould, you know, of sort of a... It feels like Abby's not quite as developed yet, and she's she's not... I mean, when when Becky was in the show, they, they pushed her to the forefront, and Abby is a does a big thing for a little bit and they, then goes off for a bit. Yeah, they're not centering Abby as much as they did no, with Becky. No, I mean putting Becky in the pub, you know. Yeah, back yeah. married to Steve McDonald front and center at the Rovers did wonders for that character. Dating but... Kevin is not doing Abby any favors. Not particularly. But um yeah, no, Becky uh, I I don't know whether in the in the all-time greats of Coronation Street 13 she deserves to be that high, but as I said at the, as at the beginning when we started discussing her, she's one of the ones that you think Oh, she's one of my favourites. I yeah, don't think I don't is, think yeah. anyone else likes her, but as much as we do. But she's one of our favourites, so I am chuffed to bits that she's so high, uh, and 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 has only risen since the two thousand and ten poll. That is very interesting. But like I said, that two year difference of the exit 
probably made a bigger difference than you. Yeah, think. yeah, quite possibly. Ina Sharples, number 12. Just missing out on top 10, what probably one of the most famous visually yes. characters. I'm just having a look at the who we've got left on the list, and I wouldn't say there's any surprises that are coming. No. So when you think of who are the all-time great Corrie characters, name me These a Corrie character. Yeah. These are the names that you These are, are going to get told. Names. Starting, I mean, maybe starting with even Rita, but Ina Sharples is one of the old guard who will always be remembered and is never going to drop out I mean, of the yeah. top. 1520. L- looking at these these characters, what you said about Becky sort of being a bit of an out there pick is sort of like a, you know, if you're in the know, you'll pick Becky, but if you're not knowledgeable about Coronation Street, you won't. The reason you're saying that is because all these other people are just so iconic that mm. she kind of stands out a little bit, honestly, because she's a relatively new character and she wasn't in it for very long. Mm. But, you know, Ina Sharples... 20 years... Uh, of, of tyranny oh. over the streets with a, with a milk milk snout snout milk stout in the pub <laughs> um, just wonderful Vi Carson what a um, what, what a, a titan what a, yeah titan is right um, <laughs> I, I've I've loved watching her again she fizzled out a little bit towards the end unfortunately but, um, yeah she was a real you know force to be reckoned with I'm, I just seem to be spouting cliches because so much has already been said about you can't the say anything you new can't say about anything her. new about her and maybe some of the others that are in the top she's gone 10, down but... one mark or one rank from last time yeah. she was 12 she was number 10 11th. before no, oh sorry yeah 11th. she was 11th before you're right and then now she's 12, she's 12. Now. she did oh, is she a top 10 should she be in top 10 yes I'm, um, I'm going to say yes. I don't know where in my top 10 she would be right now. If I'm looking at the list of people who are above her, I would definitely put her higher than, some, than like at least a couple of them. Yeah, she she is a proper icon for the ages. That that image of her, you know, the famous yeah. one that's on the steps at um, the oh, Coronation yes. Street Studios where she's looking out. What a Gritty, grey, yeah. sulphured beneath her. Yeah. She, she is, Surveying her kingdom. for many, the face of Coronation yeah. Street. and battle axes have come and gone since and and there may be more to come in this list but to me she is i think a bit of an ultimate curry battle axe and she was the bat she was a battle axe that didn't also have the humor because yes we have got blanche to come still but she was just like terrifying yet still lovable and and and, 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 and blanche was a comedy Hypnotic. character and and ina wasn't she was yeah. No. She was just. She had comedic forced. lines and things. She did, she did. But uh, as. Yeah, as a force to be reckoned with. I think there Ina, are. Ina Topped Blanche. I think there are. One of, one of the things I think that makes an like, iconic Corrie character is could you draw. Them. Yeah. Could you draw them and everyone guess who you're, who you're trying to do, even if you're not very good at drawing? Like, can you boil them down? to like you're not even going to put features on the face you just sort of do a, do an outline of what they look like mm. everyone would know who what ina sharples there, looks there's like a, there's a youtube uh, episode for us Gemma. but you know what i'm saying yeah and, and that's probably why the male the male characters aren't as sort of popular i guess but but you know, the, the costume the the stature i mean it's it's all very it sounds a bit vacuous and kind of shallow to to boil people down to their appearance but it's not just that. It, it's not an accident that they look the way they do. The, the characters are developed or cast. Mm. The actors are cast because they fit into this kind of archetype of whatever character they're trying to be. Yeah, interestingly, Tony Warren's original idea for Ina Sharples was a much 
thinner, frailer, blanchy type woman. And, yeah. and they were trying to, they tried to cast people with a, with a much slighter frame and, and a kind of a crankety, you know, witchy kind of woman. And then by the Castle about, was a late yeah. suggestion and it was just perfect. I you think it's can't think of anyone else with a role since. Older women of a certain age are very rarely physically imposing, mm. are they? But Ina was. Yeah. Ina could probably knock you out with her handbag if she really wanted to. I just broke a window, we yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, love her. I, I, I can say no more about Ina Sharple. She, she was, she was great, and um, she I, was a moral crusader, wasn't she? She was, and, and like guardian of of like decency on Coronation Street. Yeah, yeah. That also led to a lots curtain of twitcher. Really interesting conflicts with her neighbours and lots of good. She wouldn't story, back down like, no. in an argument. Nope. Right, number eleven. Um, Ra- Raquel, who has once been my favourite character. When I first started watching it, I absolutely love Raquel. I'm quite interested to see that she has um, not only stayed high on the list, but risen quite a lot. She's jumped up nine places from before. I think that the ITV3 repeats have absolutely got a lot to do with this because in yeah. the past two, three years, we've seen her come and go. Sadly, she just left. We, she we reached 96. She wasn't. She she burned brightly. I mean, Becky McDonald, Raquel, they probably had similar tenures. I, somebody was probably going to correct me on that one. But um, as an absolute lovable character... And and um, she's got a lot going for her for, for to make her number eleven. It yeah. doesn't feel like a mistake to me. Um, not just the fact that she's been in classic on ITV, but she's also, I think, the success of Sarah Lancashire as an actress hmm. has caused some people perhaps to revisit the character of Raquel and acknowledge how fantastic a performance it was by Sarah Lancashire. Mm, absolutely, because I can't believe. Anybody watching Happy Valley could imagine her playing somebody like Raquel. She was, she was just probably what a brilliant in role character actress. Absolutely, Sarah I mean, was. The, the story about her refusing to take her high heels off in between takes because she didn't think Raquel would. Mm. Um, you know, it's that sort of it's the sort of thing that people make fun of actors for for sort of method acting and all that stuff. But obviously it makes a big difference. Yeah. And that's why she's number 11, even though she was, you know, the, 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 what I love arguably about... a not really important character. Yeah, oh gosh, no, I wouldn't say that she was important. But and, a beloved one. Yeah, she didn't have the big stories, but the, the, the her going back and forth between Curly and Des, um, all that was was so gripping and and I think at the time I've said before on the podcast I was like oh, I was a total shipper if they had those things back then for Curly and Raquel but re-watching it in the last year or so I can see that she wasn't really right for him and, and when she was in floods of tears on the day of their wedding it was because she she, she just she, she knew and and we've just seen her leave and she she did fizzle out a little but I didn't like her when she started her aromatherapy um but that that was the beginning of the end but um I'm looking she, forward to the Millennium Return. She reinvented herself. Yeah. And that was a that was probably a significant part of her legacy is that return in the Millennium. The millennium when yeah, they gave the, her the I two mean episodes she one, really. she she came back for New Year's Eve, yes. right? So giving that slot of like arguably one of the most important days not that anything happened at the Millennium, but it was it was a day that that we had been waiting for 
in pop culture for 20 years. You know, 2000 was a word that you added to things to make them seem cool and and futuristic and fun. Mm. And all the way through my life, I remember, I kind of felt like everything was building up to the year 2000. And that was the benchmark that everybody said, like, oh, in in the year 2000, this will be happen and this will happen and this will happen. Get to give her... A big storyline for New Year's Eve yeah, in the so year two thousand. What importance they gave to her? Yeah, to... I mean, like I said, she like I said, I already said this. She's not an important character as far as stories go, but you know, she. Mm. But she was important to people because sentimentally. She, she, yeah, she was sentimentally. She, people just, people just adored her, and and. The, the thing I, I would say about Raquel that I've said as well before is that you would laugh at her when she was silly and like when she was going out with, with Wayne and she didn't realise that he was playing away um, and, and all the ditzy, stupid, ridiculous things that she did. But then when other people called her silly or when people took advantage of her silliness, the characters did, like when um, when Tanya Pooley sent her off to an, you know, an Armani shoot, which was actually the market, uh, the market here, Armani and all that kind of... You, you just you, you broke it broke your heart mm-hmm. to see other people taking advantage of her and making like fun Emma. of her. She is, but um, Emma, Emma's not as sexy as Raquel. She 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 she's not. She doesn't have. She that doesn't rely on her looks as much. Of it. Raquel relied no. on her looks to get her through life. Well, she was she was a model, and all the way through that yeah. she felt that modelling was the right career for her, and I think she had just realised at the end that that actually was kind of chasing. Chasing a, a ridiculous dream, and Emma doesn't have those. Emma's got a bit more self-confidence. She doesn't sort of rely on what other people think of her. As Raquel, I think was chasing people's acceptance because she knew she wasn't very bright. Yeah, I we we haven't had anyone, as far as I know, like you know, take advantage of Emma yet and and make fun of her silliness a bit. And I think Emma is a bit more switched on than Raquel in many ways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously, the similarities. Put them in your pocket and take them and protect them and put cotton wool around. Them. Yeah, and and as long as they don't turn Emma into too much of a tragic character, which there is a risk of of happening, um, she could certainly you know, rise up the ranks over the next decade, maybe, possibly being as beloved. Well, you know, it's difficult to to imagine to imagine anybody ever reaching the ranks of some of these really high ones right. but you know she she could go up there if if they if they invest. Treat, if they invest in, in emma which i think they really really should because ali is, is a fantastic actress was the raquel and curly two-hander was that the first time they ever had a two-hander uh, it was yes there you go right number 10 we have reached the top 10 at last and uh, we're already spent as long on this reactions episode as we spent for the whole of the last one and who knows how much longer we've got left that's why i was being mean to you at the beginning and trying to get you to start elsie tanner Gemma. um now definitely definitely drop one place but elsie tanner is definitely a top 10 character whether or not she is number 10 i don't know but she definitely deserves to be in the top 10 tell you what darren little is not pleased that she's only reached number 10 he wanted her to be higher he's made that very clear on twitter uh but I mean, she was only she was ninth before tenth. Yeah, she's she, still she's, she's, retaining. She's retaining, yeah. yeah. She she's a bit of a non-mover. Um, I, I she is another name like Ina Sharples that's synonymous she's kind with Cory of, like of days gone by. Yeah, she has. She's reached legendary status. I I I do only foresee a sort of continuing 
lack of knowledge about about her though that's the sad thing yeah. about a lot of these Again, old names lost the like, relevance maybe and i mean now dennis is dead as well there's nobody left yeah but i wouldn't say that dennis was particularly keeping the lc legacy alive particularly i well, mean the, i suppose with rita rita's, the rita's one, still a yeah. tanner isn't she at the moment she hasn't well, changed rita's the one that knew lc and they were mm. you know uh, one of my one of my biggest um one of the things I'm most grateful for or, th- or, or pleased with that we that has come out of watching these old episodes is really getting to know Elsie Tanner because like some of the other characters, she was ones that we didn't really know much about. Even like, you know, Ina Sharples, I had a better idea in my head, even though we'd not seen many episodes of her, of what she was like. I had an idea about what Annie, was, Annie Walker was like and with, Ina, with Elsie 12 months ago, apart from, you know, sexy siren character, I couldn't say much more. Um, but I've... I, having watched all the episodes now, I can see why she was so beloved, oh, especially in the early icon. days. For first fifteen years of of Elsie Tanner, an absolute icon. One of Britain's earliest television sex symbols. Mm. Um, she was like a per- She was like she was a proper. She was like the UK's version of Hollywood celebrities. The way that the Corey Stiles used to act. And how they used to think of themselves and their importance to British culture. It was like mini Hollywood. Like she, she was swanning around with a fur coat on and opening businesses and being accosted on the street by fans and answering letters in character. Mm. Um, a massive, massive star. And she so, knew it as well. So that's it for the actress. But what makes the character a definite top 10 for you, would you say? Well, the thing is about Elsie Tanner is that she she left, didn't she? And then she came back and I thought her return was fairly weak. Mm. But Putting her in with Edgar Gale and Susie. I didn't... I did, yeah, I think she started off really strong. And it was it was Patricia Phoenix's um, portrayal of her and the fact that it was kind of a warts and all look at a woman who was... Past her prime. Moving into a stage in her life where she wasn't quite sure you know how to get the attention she was used to being like the belle of the ball during world war Two, and she'd had all the gi soldiers in and mm. she had a heyday that we had missed like the show just missed that and it's watching a woman sort of struggle with aging and i, mean, I think that first, was it her very first line was the fit for the knackers yard yeah. line at the very least in the first episode that that sums up elsie doesn't it somebody who was a good a time girl line. during world war Two, and and now she's Facing the realities of, you know, of, of growing older. And she, of, she was only, what, 37? Gotcha. When, when the character was first in Part it. of the appeal of many of these older characters is that I think the, the scripts were much tighter and, and more considered. And I don't want to put anybody down, but I think it's clear that the amount of, the amount of people involved in the show dilutes, dilutes some of it you know mm. these days and everything's faster and you've got to put out six episodes a week the first 10 episodes were all written by tony warren right i don't know well you know the first the, the episodes at the beginning just felt like they had a bigger more cohesive vision and everything was tighter and yeah, all the, the writers fact- knew the characters and one of the things yes. that matilda freeman said when i was speaking to her last week is that sometimes she felt that the ca- some of the writers didn't know summer because they hadn't written for her before i know i think that's terrible honestly i understand that there's different you know there are different um 
challenges now than there used to be and you can't have one writer or just you know and they don't even sit together in a room obviously they couldn't do that now anyway but the the reason why these legendary characters are still high in the list is is obviously there's nostalgia and sentimentality but it isn't just that it's not like we're all rose like you said rose tinted glasses it was tighter and it was better and they rehearsed and the char- the actors knew the characters mm. and that's one of the reasons why Elsie Tanner was such a an interesting character to watch because she was really well developed and she was one of these characters based on women that Tony Warren observed in his real life yeah the strong and they matriarchal all cared types about, about their characters and and wanted you know the best and I'm not saying this is the thing I don't want anyone to come away from this thinking oh yeah we don't think that the, they care or you know it's not being written as well I just think it's thing the the, the amount of people and the perspectives has changed and mm. you're right when there's a smaller cast smaller set of writers there's going to be it's easier it's natural to, to it's easier to everybody. yeah that's, and, that's and all the characters back in the day were in more scenes more stories mm. and they all knew each other and they all felt like they were part of a community and the interactions and i've said this before on the show to me it's not it's not the stories that are the interesting part of any soap it's the interactions between the characters and the conflicts that they bring up that's why oliver's oliver's story even though it's a very sad story is is really interesting to me and and normally I shy away from medical stories and I I hate them because they're so depressing but this story gives gives you a chance to observe all these different characters reactions to mm. to to the tragedy and you know and how do you navigate this situation and what do you say to somebody and how do you react if you get told yeah I, 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 with Elsie I just think that she was a, like Ina a force to be reckoned with I think that as rivals in the early days of Coronation Street there was nothing better a woman who could stand her ground um, didn't care what anybody thought about her um, and you know did, didn't come across as being you know mardy and annoying and she was real no, yeah and, and you weren't saying oh, oh shut up Elsie stop, stop having a go at him stop having a go at her than now, was no she? no absolutely not she was realistic and she felt real that's yeah. the thing I liked about her I've got a fact here from um, Coropedia I also want to say it's really difficult to talk eloquently about things you're passionate and like passionate about and like because Elsie Tanner's one of my favourite characters and I really can't articulate why it's really frustrating. Anyway, coronationstreet.fandom.com, fact about Elsie Tanner. A 1980s story where Elsie's house caught fire and her clothes were burned was concocted by the writers as a way of wresting control back control of Elsie's wardrobe from Patricia Phoenix. The actress <laughs> was notorious for choosing not only the most expensive and glamorous was notorious for choosing only the most expensive and glamorous outfits for her character, regardless of the fact that Elsie would not be able to afford such a wardrobe. That's so funny. That's totally didn't know that one. That's, that sounds like I do it. If you read, if you read her autobiography, she talks a lot about how proud she is of being able picking the the wardrobe, and <laughs> they must have like been like, oh, here she comes again. Right, we have got a riser at number nine. Still somebody who was fairly high up in the last character ranking. He was 15 this time. And yes, that's right, it's a he. It's another guy. It's Roy Cropper. He's not the final guy. He's not the final guy. We've got one left. I think you know who it is. But yeah, Roy. um, I think a lot of people 
so many people have got an awful lot of affection for Roy and it's it's been funny seeing him just over the summer and autumn, him arriving on Coronation Street in 1995, 96, can't remember, um, and, and how he was a bit of a different character back then. He wasn't just a, a bit like Rita is now, a dispenser of wisdom. And I know that, that Roy is a much more important character to the show currently than Rita is, I would say. Um, but he has kind of settled into that nice old man that you'd want to have as your granddad sort of role, hasn't he? So for, for that sort of affection, I'm not surprised he's got that high, but you, you can't just... You can't just run on that. You can't just cruise on. Oh, I'd like. I, I, isn't isn't he a nice guy? I think it's his. Um, it's his, his, his eccentricities. It's his eccentricities. It's his relationship with Haley, which is one of the all time great relationships on Coronation Street. And when you think, when you say all time great, anything on Coronation Street, automatically you you have to cast your mind back. You know, thirty years because often it's the it's the ones in the seventies, eighties, nineties that. You know, long-term Cory fans hold most dear. So we've got this relatively modern relationship that has, you know, everyone is everyone just adores. Um, he's he's just a an all-round solid, lovely, nice bloke, isn't he? With, I think the thing that people like about Roy is that he is obviously challenged at times by how to navigate the world of social interactions, but he never stops trying and he draws comfort and strength from his react his interactions with people. Mm-hmm. And I know that like the canon of the show is that Roy is not autistic. He doesn't have Asperger's or anything like that. But I think that you don't have to have a label on, 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 to to have social anxiety or to know that perhaps sometimes in certain situations you feel a bit awkward. I think everyone does. And that's why people relate to Roy because he can be really awkward, but he manages to bounce through because his, his earnest uh, desire to be fair and, and sort of meet people where they are Mm. you know yeah he's got a proper he's got a real moral he, compass hasn't he really he? does he he sticks up for what's right and he gives everyone a chance and i don't think he's very prejudiced no and i think that's what we like about roy as as like a collective he he, he tells you what he thinks he's very honest but he's not brutally honest mm. like some of the other characters can be yeah he's just a very earnestly fair-minded slightly socially awkward person who we all can see ourselves in a little bit but it's taken to the extreme mm. yeah you, you, you're right um and i also think the sort of like talking personally from my own experience the kind of person who sits there and does an hour and a half's worth of talking about a character survey or does it completes a character survey about characters from a from a soap i can definitely <laughs> i could definitely um feel some affinity for somebody who's obsessively nerdy about things and also socially awkward. <laughs> so it's not surprising to me that some that everybody who's, who's done this survey voted him so high because yeah. we're obviously all a bunch of nerds. Yeah. He's not the sort of person <laughs> that people go, oh, what an annoying do-gooder, where some characters, some characters in the show do. You, you kind of want him to come out on top because he's, like, you know, the little part of you... That's like the, you know you know that Roy's way is the right way, and 
you know, he he's so morally upstanding, and you he doesn't know, always you know take the his... easy path as well. That's the no, thing. He he, he fights like, what he believes is real. He, and... he after after Haley died, and he was so angry with her. Yeah, and he wasn't likable then at all. But he, it, you could understand, you could understand where he was coming from. Yeah, and he's had definitely. real big challenges in his life, mm. and he, he's similar to Raquel as well in the way that he's someone that you want to just protect. Yeah isn't he? Somebody who's not particularly equipped to cope with this modern world, but still absolutely lovable. So people that, somebody that becomes a victim to other people's, um, like, manipulations, whether well-meaning or self-serving or whatever they are. Yeah. He is, he's sort of like a victim to people's artifice. Yeah. Occasionally. And it takes a really good person to... Like, he, but he attracts these people. He attracts these good people to him, who can deal with his eccentric way of looking at the world. And he brings out the best in some characters too, like he did with Becky. Becky yeah. Like he did a bit with um, Fizz. Mm. He and Haley. And I mean, he um, uh, even Evelyn Wayne, as well Evelyn, in some ways. Yeah. Sylvia. Yeah, he helps people to. Yeah, to show their Nina. the very best of themselves. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He and brings out some really some some unique. He brings out the unique aspects of some characters that you might not ever get a chance to see. I think he's been really important part of Carla's story recently mm. as well. And the fact that he obviously was um, married to Haley or was you know relationship with Haley, who's also a very beloved character, uh, but he's managed to survive that character leaving the show. Yeah, just about. I mean, he he had he had a long period where he wasn't doing much. But well, we he had a period where the the writers wanted to pair him up with Kathy because they thought that he was only good as 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 a double act Mm. because obviously he can be so awkward. It it he they kind of maybe felt like he needed a translator, which Haley was sort of that to him for quite a long time, like to sort of translate his well-meaning yet slightly strange yeah reactions to people bringing in this this secret brother richard and his niece nina was a slightly retconny but i think it's done the character it's good e- even though we're not seeing a whole lot of interactions between nina and roy are we at the moment they don't have lots of scenes together i think that they need to be careful that they don't let that drop yeah because they were both two oddballs for lack of a better word together and um, he and nina he and nina were and um, they, they bounce off each other so well. well. Yeah, she she has, but she's she's kind of going off on her own, and it's often just her there in the cafe yeah, at the moment, not her it, and Roy. A lot of maybe it's a bit COVID, COVID yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Right, number eight, um, Bet Lynch. Now here's another Cory icon. Another, you know, um, like you like you said, you could draw her like yeah with with Ina. Um, if you think of all time great Cory characters, this is one that's going to be remembered. I, I absolutely you, love yeah. Bet Lynch, and she is. You were talking earlier about characters that have a journey. Yes. And, and she's, for me, one of the ones who we've seen come from, you know, nothing. Plastic factory girl, PVC factory girl, to barmaid, yeah. to, to Roby's landlady, to, you know, cast out because of she couldn't afford it and she lost all her I friends. I think that of all the big characters that have left um, who had exit stories, hers was the weakest, probably, in terms of establishing... A, a, a sort of a she kind of fizzled out didn't she she just couldn't afford to, to keep to buy the 
Rose yeah, and she and, left. Yeah, and, and, and there, there ended up being some bad blood between her and Vicky and uh, her and Rita. And, and then she had that failed comeback. So it's a shame how it ended, but... While I she don't was, think that's enough to have secure no. her legacy. While she was at her prime, she was, you know, tip top, wasn't she? Absolutely fantastic. I think, um, I think it's fair to say a big gay icon as well, because yes. she had, she has the look of a drag queen about her because of the massive accessories and the wigs and the hair pieces and the the leopard print and the you know the the cleavage and the you know putting her whole her assets on show uh, her um kind of co- overly confident manner of dealing with people her sarcasm and her wit yeah um, and and i i think as well she's also underappreciated by some viewers or some people who maybe didn't see her and then when they think back to bet they think they just think oh she was just that loudmouth barmaid come uh, landlady um, she didn't have much going for her, but actually watching her, Julie Goodyear was a supremely talented actress, and she, she could she yeah. could do the comedy, she could do the charm, she could do the sarcasm, she could do the the heart wrenching, gut churning tragedy when she needed to. Yep, just just phenomenal. I think and, um, because a lot of these actors top ten for me make it look really easy. Mm. <laughs> you don't you you kind of um, don't appreciate what massive skill no it takes and and like loads and loads of bags of self-confidence that she had to to come out there and be better lynch mm. yeah I, I i love her I, I i feel like we need to speed up a little bit in this top 10 otherwise we're going to be there forever but i mean i i will i can sing bet's praises forever um, she's honestly of of all of the characters that we've watched since the beginning of the show bet lynch is the one that surprised me the most that's exactly what i found when i was watching her on the repeats she's such on, a on deep ITV3, character she's i, I didn't realize just yeah how deep a character that she was uh at first glance at surface level she's just a, a buxom barmaid but she is so 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 much more She's gone up two places too. She was number 10 in 2010 and now she's number eight. Yeah. And from one Elizabeth to another, at number seven, we've got Betty Turpin. <laughs> uh, now she was at number eight before, so she's gone up one place. This is an interesting one to me. And, and to be quite honest, and I'm sorry, Betty fans, I don't think that she deserves to be higher than some of the characters that she is higher than. If we think back I'd on Big Corrie's stories, 20. I don't think... Yeah, she is. But even that is partly because she was in it so long. Yeah, her staying power. I think um, she she had a massive... Like, when it, when Annie was behind... Was the landlady, I thought that the dynamic between her, Fred, Bet, and Betty, that was the best Rovers team we've ever had. And Betty was part of that. And... And um, I think she's kind of floundering at the moment in the eighties. Yeah, she definitely she definitely comes back stronger because she she kind of grows more into her role that she had in her later the, years. The like, yeah, I think people remember her as being a lot more sweet than she really was. She was a massive cowbag sometimes. She was. She, she was, was always a, she was a massive out. grump. She was always a quitting. massive diva. 
She didn't like to be told what to do by anybody, which is unfortunate when you're a barmaid. She she did sometimes feel, yeah, a little bit entitled. I absolutely but... loved the fact that she came in as a darts champion. Yeah, that was funny. I I, I think that she she had a really strong entrance. I mean, she she came in after her sister Maggie, didn't she? Yeah. And 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 completely wiped the floor with her in, yeah, in, in, in like the character one, in one stakes. Scene. And and Maggie didn't last a whole lot longer after that. A couple of years. Betty maybe. Driver had had an, another one with great. I mean, all these people great presence mm. she um, did she did she she's obviously one of these characters that has left a legacy behind her in the form of the hot pot and she's got a she's got a photo in the robe she's always going to be fond, that she's got fondly remembered yeah yeah but i, I think in terms Longest of longest serving barmaid and, and people people have got a lot of affection for her and go oh betty but I, I think in terms of overall importance, I, I wouldn't say that Seven feels quite right for her. Like one or two main stories the whole time she was in yeah, it. Yeah, she was, she was a solid background character. Yeah. And um, I, loved, I loved her. I loved her. Oh, yeah, I, I did. I did. I mean, even in her final years, she was a bit like, oh, you know, what? Stop, stop moaning, Betty. <laughs> oh, great. I love, I love moaning people. She, but, um, I'm one of them myself. But... Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I can see why she's, why she's high, but sheer consistency wouldn't, wouldn't be, wouldn't be for me. Now, what one that's up next who I really, really do you can't do just like all over Betty. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I just want to move on <laughs> to number six because I really love Haley. She's, um, she's gone up seven places since um the 2010. Uh, partly, I mean, she's got a bit of the Alma factor with a sad death, hasn't she? But um, she, she's one that truly does stand the test of time and like Roy is just lovable and nice I mean you, you get some characters who are even higher up than this who are you know a bit nasty and argumentative and um and, and sarcastic and everything and Haley was just pure and lovely and and warm yeah and you know anyone would want to be her friend um we talk a lot about social class in Coronation Street because it's a really important part of the show and <clears throat> the fact that it was about working class people was originally what made it stand out mm. and a lot of these characters do interact with each other because of their class like how they interact with each other you know is different depending on what class they consider themselves to be yeah. blah 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 but Haley and Roy are like it, they 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 sort of bring up the idea of social class to me like not just not just like monetary but like the outcasts of society of mm. people who are overlooked because they don't make up a majority of the population and and the, and like, the british public like an underdog don't they yeah like yeah and um, people that are, are often misunderstood and can be taken advantage of or ignored by society because um Roy, you know, arguably not neurotypical, not necessarily something that Coronation Street wants you to think. Cause I think they're worried about getting it wrong. So if they say he's just, you know, mm. they they don't put a label on him, they can't be criticised. But Haley was a trans woman, and she was um, a trailblazer for trans rights in this country. That makes her a significant character just in the history of our social culture mm. but you know she she was one of these people who understood uh, understood others through her lens of being a trans woman as somebody who was almost a second well she was a second class citizen because she wasn't even allowed to get married when she was first introduced she she couldn't change her 
birth certificate to reflect the gender that yeah, she... Yeah, so it's someone whose life was a constant struggle and she's had to yeah, fight and fight against and against the government and, and people yeah. who didn't necessarily think that she should even be allowed to exist as, mm. as the person that she um, that she was. So mm. Haley's Haley's like, you, like you say, an underdog, but I think how, how closely we've taken her to our hearts shows um, that that those are the characters that we love more almost than, mm. than other people because they're, they're soft, they're soft hearted because they've been through so much. Yeah. Yeah. And Haley was always the one who, who was gi- given everybody the benefit of the doubt and Roy can be a bit harsher and a bit more judgmental than, like I said, he's just brutally honest. Mm. Haley was always the one who gave you a chance and she understood willing. people more than Roy, doesn't she? Because she'd been through so much. Yeah, yeah, And definitely. she'd suffered from prejudice. Even we saw it on the show. It wasn't necessarily that reflective of how she would, how much prejudice she would have experienced in her real life. She probably would have had a lot more crap to deal with. Mm. But, you know, she still had names. She got fired when she they discovered that she um, was a trans woman. Yeah, yeah, Mike got rid of her, didn't they? Uh, I, I'm just thinking with with the croppers, just looking at who we've got in even the top 15, top 20. There's so many characters that, you know, started in the 60s or 70s. And so it's no surprise that they've, you know, locked in onto these top 20s and, and we think they belong here. And there's not very many people who started in, you know, the second half of Coronation Street's history right. that have that have managed to secure a place so high yes we've got becky which felt like a bit of an odd one but roy and Haley, to me are the only characters that are in the top 20 maybe that are what i would still class as modern coronation street characters you know almost you know post brian parks and i know that roy wasn't um in the top 10 only roy and Haley are new newer characters yeah, so everybody else is Legacy, what I would call a legacy character. Yeah, ju- and just looking down the list, the, the next new in inverted comma characters is Evelyn, and then Fred, um, Karen, Richard, Carla. There's there's not many other. So, um, I mean, it's a significant achievement for it is it is an achievement Hayley to be um, number six. Yeah, it takes a lot because ever since year dot people have had what's my favorite coronation street characters what's my ranking been and it's changed over the years and you've had 373 characters to fight against and to be able to start relatively late in the game and just leapfrog all these other characters yeah. and, and get to the top 20 is to say a real achievement but the um, the just the sheer loveliness of Haley. and obviously i can't speak to what it's like to be a trans woman um but what I want to say is I think Corey's really good at looking at issues, storylines and looking at people who are experiencing something beyond the average person or having to endure things, but, but not patronising the mm. character. Like, Hayley was never patronised by Coronation Street, in my opinion. You know, and I'm not very as sensitive as somebody who's been through it would be. Um, I just think that they did... They played... Hayley was so... Haley could have been such a controversial, divisive character, but she was just accepted because of how Coronation Street wrote her and how sympathetically she was played by Julie Hesmanhalsh. And I know that there's controversy currently about casting. Uh, you know, who do you cast to play a trans woman? It shouldn't necessarily be a cisgendered woman. Mm. But honest, and and Julie Hesmanhalsh herself has said that she wouldn't accept the role now, right? Yeah. 
I really think that she's she hasn't appreciated what a fantastic job that she did as as Haley. Yeah, she 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 really has. She she's really, such really a has. beloved character. Yeah, I think what you were saying about um, I can't remember the words you said actually, but one of the, I just wanted to point out before we move on the one of the things I like about Haley is when when life kicks her, we weren't then just treated to Haley's having a cry. You know, when you have some yeah. characters that you want the audience to feel sorry for make them cry make them cry you know and then we'll feel wow, bad wow. for them yeah I mean she Rana been... just yeah. in recent memory you know turn on the waterworks oh isn't it sad she wouldn't do that yes she had some sad moments but she could Hayley you know, was resilient put it to bed and, and, and she has had real that, resilience and that mm. uh, Coronation Coropedia's put in in her profile resilient is probably mm. the, the word you could use to describe her she bounced back yeah. And the 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 sort of the sad irony of her life is that it ended because she couldn't. Yeah. She couldn't bounce back from. Yeah, he can't terminal. fight everything. He can't. Uh, but she, but she took control in the last stage and decided yeah. when to end her life. Yeah. Which is not necessarily the sort of empowering story that you want to hear from a beloved character like Kaylee. And it was very sad. It didn't necessarily spark off quite the amount of conversation that maybe Coronation Street wanted it to. It, it, it's it still so it was on the front. It, of the it got into the papers. papers, but it didn't actually. Um, it didn't actually provoke social change in the same no, way not that as, her. Not that, yet. No, and I don't think that we're ready for no, a, a no, conversation right, about that now, but it certainly put it onto the table. But a character that came in as a talking point for yeah. social change and, and leaving as one as well seems quite yeah, apt to me. We are into the top five, Gemma. We've got, we got five women and one guy here. Um, number five is Vera Duckworth. <laughs> Vera! Wow, number five. What a great character. Um, brought in ni- 1983, although she'd been in for a while before then, hadn't she? She kind of floated um, Yeah, Liz about. Dawn had been a bit of a background character for a little while before before uh, Vera was introduced. But um, yeah, larger than life, loud mouth, um, definitely had a nasty streak to her. And, and both she and Jack, who we've not spoken about yet in this top 30, <laughs> uh, or Weird. 60 even, um, you know, could both... Um, they they weren't exactly the perfect couple when it came to you know fidelity and and talking through their problems, but as a as a couple who you know bounced off each other and were just fun to watch, uh, the the Duckworths were, were right up there. I think also through quite a lot of that early years, I wouldn't say hugely likable. No, no, I don't think so. Certainly not um, laudable, some of the things that they were doing. There's nothing about... characteristics. I mean, this is me being brutally honest. There's nothing particularly about the their introduction or their early years that makes me go, yeah, these, this is... I can see why this char- these, this couple have gone down in history in Corrie and why they stayed around for so long. Yeah, they, they certainly became more sentimentalised in their later years. But just as I think that as a couple who were, you know, clearly made for each other and had great chemistry, yet were always at each other's throats and and, the, and, and Vera wore the trousers in a way, but also Jack sometimes did get one over her. It was relatively it was equal pegging compared there. to some other more women-dominated Corrie relationships. Uh, I just think they're, I think they're <laughs> great. And they've had so many brilliant comedy storylines. 
um all the stuff with terry was wonderful but yeah with, with vera herself because i said we'll, we'll be able to talk a little bit more about uh, jack later on um just a just a real a real laugh a real live wire so full of energy um always a big smile i'm thinking of kind of the early years and then she goes on when she's put in charge of the pub and she's she's trying to do her best because all the way through again rooting for the underdog the duckworths were always you know always had bit of bad luck yeah. they were common the, the the rest of the street looked down and, and vera's pride upon becoming landlady was just wonderful and then to kind of see it come crashing down in the late 90s because they just weren't good enough to, to run a pub it was sad and then in their in their final years and we got you know it was it 2008 vera died i think by that point she she settled into the the nice kind of granny sort of figure um that was just yeah so so yeah lovable and and then obviously her tragic death and then her part in Jack's death as well uh, make it sound like she haunted him to death a real in, in a way she did uh, again a real arc for the character a real story yet I don't think at any point it felt no that character wouldn't do that I think we should I think we should uh, move on now because I think we're gonna have a lot more to say about Vera in a minute but I think it's interesting that she was number two in 2010 and she's gone down to five. Mm. But then that fact will come up a bit in a bit. Okay. Right? I, I'm finding it interesting in the top five, just having a look at some pairs that we've got. Because we've got another pair at four and three, haven't we, in a way? So four, we've got Blanche Hunt, the reigning yes. queen of the 2010 Choropedia yeah, character survey, one. who has now been dethroned. Uh, Blanche Hunt... I mean, there's not going to be any arguing from me about her being a, a top 10 Coronation Street oh, character. So um, much. So fascinating seeing her in her early days in the 70s. I know. And then she was away from the street for a jolly long time yeah. for coming back. We, I've just seen her come back for Tracy's wedding in 96, 97. I, I'm losing track again. Um, what and was it, she like then? She was like the Blanche that right. we know and love. Blanche Hunt point, is not on this list for how she was in the 70s, no, let's be fair. At some point, she transformed from... She could be anybody's mum, you know, in, in in as far as to say she could be your mum, she could be my mum, she could be Deir- Deirdre's mum, she could have been Vera's mum. There's nothing about her that stood out particularly. She was nice enough. She wasn't, a, she wasn't bitchy. She, I mean, she was a bit. I mean, we we saw in the 70s, you know, her rivalry a bit with Annie Walker, particularly when Deirdre and Ray were going... Oh, sorry, Deirdre and Billy were an item. But there was and, nothing um, sort of like, there you go, that character is somebody to watch, was it? No, but she she would speak her mind and she she gave Ray Langton a slap that one time. I know, but they were all You're right, like it, that. Back in the yes, day, true, women true. were very quick with their wit. And I think Coronation Street was wittier. It, it wasn't until in Blanche's return in the late when 90s she came back that was the real transformation for her. As an inverted collet, co- what's commas. commas, old lady. Yeah. She was finally free to give no craps about what anybody said about her. She wasn't trying to be nice to people. Nobody wanted anything from her like they do with younger women. You know, oh, smile, love, blah, blah, blah. Don't be so mean. She was finally free from her woman cage and she could be a crone at last. Yeah, crone is right. She released the crone energy and became one of Coronation Street's greatest characters of all time Mm. because of her no craps given 
attitude and her her funny lines, the great scenes, her sarcasm, her put downs, her weird obsession with death, going the one o'clock club, going to people's funerals, mm. like macabre, kind of ghoulish in a way. Yeah, training Amy to be uh, to be like some kind of weird, um, yeah, psychic. But also, you know, there's the softer side when with Archie came along as well. And they had a really lovely relationship with the, those two together. But it, it was it was it's the one liners and out of all Coronation Street characters, Blanche is the one who must have been the most fun to write for, or maybe scariest to write for because whenever she came onto the screen, people are going to be great. What's Blanche going to say in this yeah. scene? And if they don't have her to say some kind of amazing witty put down, then um, you're a bit disappointed, aren't you? The Coropedia has got um, this line. While most of her peers mellowed with age, Blanche became even more brash and insensitive. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. I mean, this is the thing about about Corey though. It doesn't mellow its characters. It cures them like jerky, (laughs) so they end up being tough and hard to deal with. Yeah, I do. One of the things that I love about uh, Blanche slash Maggie Jones is the fact that she didn't find her funny and she didn't play her oh, yeah. to be funny did she find that but, really interesting yeah but clearly she was she was written that way and it's it was just wonderful use of a, a side character and that's all she was give, give her a little role to run with that's all she needed and um so acerbic yeah yeah absolutely i mean i i do wonder whether she will continue to drop as the years go on i mean in the same way that say um ina sharples isn't as fondly remembered as she would have been, you know, 30 years ago, if you were to ask Coronation Street fans to do a survey like this. But, um, yeah, it's no surprise that she's still very, very high in so many uh, people's affections. She's certainly not lovable in the same way as Hayley is or old woman Vera. But um, (laughs) for for all the memories, for the comedy lines, I mean, we can't talk about Blanche without mentioning the alcohol anonymous scene. It feels like it's in some kind of talk about Blanche contract that we have as a as a fandom. Um, super super character. The relationship with Deirdre was wonderful, and also the she she could do the serious stuff with Deirdre as well. Yeah. When when needed. I mean, we talk about comedy and about how comedy is only funny when you're punching up. Mm. not down and that's why Blanche was so successful because unfortunately society has not a high value for women who are older and so because she was although she although they you know we pay lip service the idea of like the the mother and and stuff I mean once once you're a grandmother you start to decline in importance yeah. in, in status and because Blanche ha- had a relatively low status as being like the old grandma mm. she was much freer to, to sort of mm. speak her mind then and it was funny because she wasn't attacking people yeah. um, who were lowlier than her yeah. she was attacking people that you know sh- were mm. I don't know shut up now no, that's good that's fine yeah Right. Well deserving of a place in the top ten. Not a surprise, Blanche Hunt. Let's get into our top three. So bronze medal position goes to Deirdre Barlow, who has had a massive jump of 31 places since the 2010 survey where she came 34th. Wow. Um, not necessarily a surprise that she would jump up, particularly in the light of um, Anne, Anne Kirkbride's untimely passing five years ago. Um, I am surprised quite how high she has jumped um but i mean 
definitely a a classic um character much deserving of a place higher than 34 i would say in the poll oh yeah maybe not a top three one for me but the the, the evolution of deirdre has been another fantastic journey to to watch over the how long was she in the show another 40 40 odd years wasn't she um what what's what do you reckon about deirdre i've loved watching deirdre in the in the show in the, the vintage DVDs. episodes yeah. and watching her sort of start out as this like Dolly young Bird. housewife yeah yeah young young like free and single and then she got you know she married ray and she had a baby and yeah. kind of he then he does the dirty on her with uh Although I can't remember the, the character's name, I just remember what she looks like. Um, and and yeah, then off to Ken in this marriage yeah. that wasn't necessarily perfect. The that that that's what really hardened her, wasn't it? The the that's the that's the thing that made trapped. her the interesting character that she turned out to be, um, because she was put with Ken, and she tr- sort of tried to assert herself, and um, Ken obviously never really saw her as an equal and we know mm. that throughout you know their relationship on and off again he always it always felt like he thought he'd settled and she should be grateful mm. in a way and i think so in a way she's a bit of an underdog character yeah and like her her sort of um with what samir Mm. that was obviously quite heartbreaking and then a character and then, building for her and, and she's got one of the one really iconic story like the free the weatherfield one that campaign in the papers when she was um on yeah, a trial imprisoned yeah um she she has got some big big stories behind she's her got the, the, the love iconic triangle. glasses yeah yeah she right she's got the look um she i mean she's got the looks she's got the 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 legacy she's got the 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 relationship because she was with Mike and Ken at, at different points. Mm. Um, when she first came in, she she married Ray Langton, who was one of the major principal male characters. Yeah. Um. So she's always been very much at the heart of the show. She juggled. She had to try and juggle. You know, she in the eighties we're watching and now trying to juggle a career and raising a family to the objection of her husband because Ken is kicking up a stink about the fact that she's a counsellor and she's not spending enough time looking after Tracy, etc, mm. etc. Et I think saying that she's in the heart of the show makes me think that she she in many ways is the heart of Coronation Street. She, um, it, Family was really important to her, but also she, she kind of, she, you know, she knew her mind. She was very strong-willed. Um, you know, I, I think... Uh, uh, but she, she, she was loving. I, I just think that yeah. heart is a... Is a good, you know, Deirdre-ish sort of word, and yeah, yeah. and 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 the the character that a lot of people did take to their hearts, and maybe took for granted a little bit. Yeah, so I when think so. when she suddenly had to leave in late two thousand and fourteen, and then sadly never returned, it was a like it, a she bit of a case if you don't realise what you got until you've she absolutely you've lost it. was gone too soon, and perhaps that's kicked people into yeah. Um, she was she was fun, and and she was being made a bit silly. I think she but, was part of the reason that that Ken managed to be a lot, such a long standing yeah. character because like you said she was fun and Ken wasn't and she p- pulled stuff out of Ken that wouldn't necessarily have been there mm. 
their relationship has been one of Ken's biggest stories. Yeah. I also love the relationship with Deirdre and uh, Liz as well, friends-wise. All massive characters. Yeah. She's she's maintained relationships with some of the biggest names on the street. Mm -hmm. And not everybody who's been around for a long time has got that same... We've also got Tracy as well to to, to thank Deirdre for. Um, And and again, fantastic relationship. They also had a two-hander, those two, back after, um, after Charlie Stubbs. Um, cold-blooded murder at the hands of Tracy. Um, great, great character. I, I don't think that she'll stay that high in the ranking if we do this again, but um, I, I'm not going to begrudge her a place in the top five um, as we're in the 2020 poll. Number two, who is our runner-up, Gemma? Or the, the Curry fandom's runner-up. Another big jump, 12 places. We have got... It is Jack Duckworth. Jack Duckworth. This is really interesting to me. Um, I'm. I think I'm a bit surprised that Jack Duckworth is so high. Uh, we we just have we were just talking about um, Vera. She's number five, and Jack's number two. And funnily enough, Jack was fourteenth in yeah. two thousand and ten, and Vera was second place. So, so he's, totally so he's massively her. jumped huge huge leaps above vera and i can't particularly think why and there's not very many relationships where the man ends up being the more beloved part of the, oh, no, the absolutely duo. not it's I mean, almost unprecedented in yeah we've got hilda and stan we've roy got and roy and hayley i mean hey um, roy's a Stephen, current character Stephen, yep. becky Stephen and Stephen karen um Kelly and Raquel, the, the list goes on. The women is often the person that comes on top and that, that feels right for Coronation Street. So it's very unusual that Jack's got so high. I mean, he's got so much going for him. Again, real you know, Jack the Lad, let's say. Um, he started and, and like off as a Ve- massive horn dog. Yeah, like Vera, um, they, they, their, their development really went in tandem with each other, didn't they? Like both kind of shady characters who were going off having affairs behind other people's back and then they kind of grew together they yeah, had, I'm gonna, like, they I'm gonna everything say, I said to about Vera you could say about Jack and he ended up as being a kind of a kindly nice old man still a bit of a twinkle in the eye I, I rag on them a lot to be honest because Jack and Vera to me aren't the most inspiring of couples really if you look at their story and how they started out like barely veiled contempt for one another cheating left right and centre trying to take advantage of each other it really felt like they didn't really even like each other let alone love each other although in their in their middle period on the show it was often jack was rebuffing vera's attempts at um seduction wasn't he like she was trying to get him off to bed and he's like yeah that was the ongoing joke yeah and and he would always tell everyone about what a terrible mistake it was that he married vera and uh, you know but you, you know deep down he by that stage, he had realised that she was the love of his life. and But they are the longest-standing Coronation Street couple. Are they? They must be. I wonder. I wonder. How many other couples? I mean, they... they, 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 they yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Are um, they the most successful married couple on Coronation Street? They quite started possibly off... At, at least the they had a good 30 years, didn't they? were they? married and they never divorced. No. They didn't, I don't know if they separated because I haven't seen enough of the show. <laughs> but Jack and Vera, probably, yeah. Mm, mm, and, that, and that counts for a lot. That and does. it just goes to show that when they're splitting couples up left, right and centre for the drama of it in, in, in modern day Corrie, and I don't want to be one of those people that is just, you know... Oh, it's too late. We already um, are. Maybe 
Coronation Street should think and invest in in long term relationships. But the thing is, they can't because there's no honestly, there's no ongoing direction. There's nobody in charge of Coronation Street as as an ongoing process. And I think that's there should. This sounds so stupid in a way, but really, it feels like somebody should be put in charge of the legacy of the show, and it's more difficult than long term. Yeah. Like it's more difficult, obviously, than that because it's not just where's the where are the act you know where are the characters going, but it's who the you know the actors. What do the actors want to do? You can't just trap somebody into being a character for the rest of their life. Mm. But it really does feel to me like there there needs to be some kind of overarching vision of where the show is going to go. I'm sure they they. I'm sure they do, but the thing is, Michael, when a new producer comes in, they can chuck out everything. They don't need to go. They don't need. That's why they get scared. The actors get scared when a new producer comes in because, like, you can make a name for yourself by getting rid of a bunch of people. Mm. Yeah, I mean the the fact that. Currently, and the it was longest... only by accident that Jack and Vera ended up being in the show and cu- turning into this legacy couple. Yeah. I mean, not by accident because obviously the actors are talented and the story, blah blah blah. But nobody sat down in like nineteen seventy whatever and went, Jack and Vera have to be in it until two thousand and twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I know, I know. Um, and, and currently, that our longest running couples are people like Tim and Sally, yeah. Peter and Carla, even though they've obviously been on and off a lot. Even uh, Johnny and Jenny, who feel like they're. Yeah, they've not been together Tyrone very long and at all. Fizz. Yeah, on and off. But even they've only been together since two thousand and thirteen. I'm gonna say, um, and it's not uh, honestly. I know that they're, they're, you know, they need to invest in in couples. I don't more think it. I think it's unreal, long-term. unrealistic. The amount of breakups and the lack of long term couples on the on the show, and we don't always want realism from soaps, but. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, great character. the The main thing that we could possibly say is could be a reason why he's jumped is that we've seen his death since this poll was done in two thousand and ten. There hasn't he been a whole lot else that he's done because he, he died. Saw Vera, one of the most tragic, yeah. iconic, memorable deaths that could have been oh so wrong, but worked perfect to perfection for me. Absolutely loved it, and maybe that's added a little bit of I sentimentality so. with I the think, voters. I honestly think that his exit um, and their re their reunion um, was a massive part of of his popularity in this poll. He's got a higher standing than Vera. He was in it for a bit longer than she was. You know, uh, no, and, he wasn't. Oh, well, uh, well yes. she she came in a bit before him, though, didn't she? No, but she died. She died two years did, before yeah. he did. So, and were... in that time, he sort of almost rehabilitated himself further. And that you know, when when he found out he was dying, he did those like super yeah. acts of kindness and went around and turned into like a fairy godfather mm. for the street. And that was really touching and sweet um, for a guy who came in as like a serial um, philanderer. philanderer to turn into like the secret yeah, lovable lovable granddad genie secret. Of the, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah loving and and his relationship even with connie i thought that was sweet yeah he he, he had his fun in his younger years yeah. but i think when as he you know reached his twilight years he knew he realized what was important in life and it's about you know family friends the ones that you love um, and, I, and I think that's a there's, a, there's a lesson in there yeah, somewhere. Universal values that we hold dear and perhaps don't prioritise. Mm. And when we see characters doing that, it makes us 
love them more. Yeah. And Bill Tarmy obviously was massively talented. I can't separate him from Jack. No. And so funny that he was a background artist in Coronation yes, Street for so long before was. they said, we need to give that man a permanent role. Why is he here again? <laughs> oh, we should give him a job. Right. I think we have reached Gemma. The, and the now, conclusion. Now this. Ca- cab- yeah, you might hear a bit of Abby. She's here to find out who is at number one because we haven't told her yet. It is Hilda Ogden. Yay! Hilda, Hilda Ogden, number one. She has dethroned Blanche. Last time she was at number three. Now she's gone right up to number one. Um, I, I, I'm not going to conceal my, my glee and happiness that she's reached number one because oh. Hilda is such a brilliant character. Um, I I just I, I, we need to move the cat because yeah, she's, she's being really so loud. so noisy. She's happy as well. Um, oh, I love what, oh, I love her. What, what an icon! I mean, there's a few characters that are proper proper up there in iconic status, and and Hilda to me de- definitely is. She she's she's up there with with the bets with the with the Ina Sharples. Oh, she's yeah. Quite quite yeah. Jean Alexander was captured Hilda so perfectly. Her cheerful, relentless... Yeah, it's relentless cheer, isn't it? And, and, and optimism and in the face to, yeah. of the the adversity that was constantly thrown at towards her. The, yeah, her and Stan and Eddie at, at number 13. It, you, she always thought that if she just kept on working yes. at it, at life, she, was she would win. She was, she was a grafter. She was the hardest working option <laughs> by a long yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah she, so underappreciated by... The, the neighbours. Oh, yeah. They all loved her, and when she left, they gave her a proper good send off, one of the, the, the nicest goodbyes yeah, that any character has had. She didn't just Christmas get a, Day. Didn't get blown up. She didn't, you know, she didn't slip away into the night. She was didn't... that the first. Did you say that was the first Christmas Day episode that was made? to be broadcast on Christmas Day, even when the show didn't fall naturally on a Christmas Day. Yes. So that was the first specially commissioned Christmas Day episode of Coronation Street, and that was Hilda's exit. Yeah. And she went off to go and live, like like your favourite dog when you're a child, in the countryside, <laughs> frolicking in the fields. She she finally got what she'd been craving ever since she first appeared on the cottage. show in the 1960s. I mean, and a bit, of, a bit of respect, an air of respectability, <laughs> didn't she? She was yeah. sort of catapulted into like this upper middle class existence as even though she was a servant basically um here's it's the story of the servant who has finally i mean she still ended up but but she's she got the she got the better standing she got the 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 perfect happy ending and uh she's finally working for a man who appreciated her which yeah. is sad because, uh, you know, I, I don't think that Stan ever really, really did. She, she came into the show excited to be moving to a house that had two taps in the kitchen and now she's working for a doctor in the country. And yeah. if, if that's not character progression growth and a satisfying yes. arc, then I don't know what is. No, yeah. I, honestly, I also think that Hilda wouldn't have been very comfortable with, with anything else, you know. Mm. she There's nothing wrong with um, being a cleaner and working a life of service, people like to sort of act as though it's some awful thing that's imposed on people, and perhaps you wouldn't choose it if you could have any job in the world. But there's something... I mean, my I come from a family of, of cleaners and servants. My, my grandparents used to work on estates um, yeah. as, as, like, my my, da- my granddad was the groundskeeper, and my 
my nan was the housekeeper of like big mansions of rich folks. I used to be a cleaner when I was younger. Um, so to me, that I think there's a bit of um, a bit of uh, nobility about serving others in in a really basic way mm. and humbling yourself and being okay with with having that kind of status of people that you know other people might look down on you or think that you're lesser than because you're a cleaner mm. but no everybody has to clean up after themselves mm. you know what i'm saying there's yeah. absolutely nothing wrong with it and one of the one of the most simple acts of of love is a, is a sort of a parent caring and cleaning up after their child mm. it's a very basic human um oh, act yeah to care yeah. for other people and that's what Hilda did her whole life she she did but I mean and she, she took joy joy and pride and that's the thing taking pride in something humble I think is really honourable she she liked the opportunity for a bit of a gossip as well I like when she say, was cleaning yeah. for Mike She's Baldwin like and she finding was out completely, she, she was not you know whiter than white she wasn't like the, the most self she wasn't the most selfless person I need to Mother Teresa then but we know what Mother Teresa was like um, Hilda Ogden came into the show also as like the the dragging everybody down to like the chaviest levels of depravity. The, the Ogdens moving in, everybody was up in arms at mm. this like common family coming in. I remember Hilda leaning out of the window and shrieking down at um, Elsie Tanner having an argument. Either, yeah. Going, yeah, come on, fight, fight, fight. Jean Alexander's voice as Hilda as yeah. well and her singing. The malapropisms, the mural, the ducks, the rollers. You can just go they, on and list all the, the wonderful memories that, that Hilda, you know, in, brings yes. to you when, when you, when you think mind, about yeah. the character. Um, yeah, it, utter icon. And, and um, the fact that there's no particular reason why she should have jumped up higher. I mean, we've had Jean Alexander's death a few years ago. Perhaps that's done something, but... Um, she uh, uh, and the clip shows maybe, but she's not had the ITV three crutch that um some of the other characters have had. I mean, she is a a true legend, leg legacy iconic character, and um I I don't think that she's going to be slipping down that list at, at any point in the future if these if these polls are to be redone. I ha- have to read out the fact that Coronation Street Fandom dot com put in for her trivia. And that is that at the peak of her popularity in 1982, she was named the fourth most recognisable woman in the oh, yeah, UK. Oh, yeah, I haven't heard that statistic for years. After the Queen, the Queen Mother and Diana. <laughs> so, literally, she is Coronation Street royalty. Yeah, literally. Literally. Yeah, take that, again. Vera. Literally. And also, apparently... Um, <laughs> Um, the the British League for Hilda Ogden was formed with Laurence Olivier as its president and um, Michael Parkinson, Russell Harty and Sir John... Oh, I don't know how to say that. It's, it's oh, I don't know either. Don't pronounce. I don't know. Um, all, all founded. Oh, okay, interesting. He was the Poet Laureate. I know I should know how to oh, say Bet- his name. Betjeman. Betjeman. He's got the phonetic alphabet on Wikipedia. There That's you go. That's why I think it's for you. Right, we are done with number one. We we and and looking at the time, I don't think we can spend too much longer on the well, on the after show. But um, I would like to have a, a little little browse well, through depends. the rest of the top three hundred and seventy three. Hang on a minute. It depends on whether you want to do a post mortem of the entire thing at a later date because we've been going for two and a half hours. No, I, I think let's let's I'd, knock it I'd out. I'd rather in the next... do it another time, but fine. Let, I think we can do it best a better job later. Go on. I, 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 do, I just say we do it. We just do it. I know, so but we've been we, going for two and a half hours. We've seen the top 60 now. 
we, I mean, I, I don't know whether there's any other characters particularly that you want to see how how well they did, um, or whether we just skip down to the bottom of the list to see where people have, have come. I don't know that we want to do the bottom of the, the list. It's interesting, there's an awful lot if you skip down to the bottom of the list who are characters in the 2010s, aren't they? People who have not changed rank since the the last character profile and we noticed when we were going through the last couple of decades that there are an awful lot of characters that you go who's that or they didn't make much of an impact so I'm not not hugely surprised there but one of the things um I mean we we will say a you know pay our respects to poor old Mick Hopwood who came 373rd in this character profile with um, an awful lot of ones, and still nine people thought he uh, was deserving of a five, so I don't really know what's going on there. But um, yeah, sorry Mick, and also Claire and Becky Palmer, who if you're watching ITV3 at the moment, um, you'll be seeing the people who are hanging around with Des. Maybe that's a bit low for them, but oh well. Um, Corypedia have also been um, kind to provide some um, other... Extra, extra rankings, haven't can I just they? Do, can we just do the demographics? Oh, you want to do your demographics? Just before, Go on, just, Yeah. And we haven't got gender, which is interesting, but we do have the age of people. So um, we've got under 18s, very small amount. I don't even know what the percentage of that was, but it's pretty evenly split between under 18 to 34, 35 to 50 and 50 plus. It's all like 30% yeah. for those. And also, I find this really interesting. What decade did you start watching Corrie? This is this is fairly even it as well. It is fairly even. That's a surprise. Um, the, in fact, the lowest amount is for the 2010s, which is 10%. Uh, okay. I wonder whether that's because, perhaps if you only started watching it in 2000... Oh, no, it doesn't make sense. I was going to say, if you've only watched it in 2010, you wouldn't need to use Corypedia, but you would need to use it more because you don't know what anyone's talking about. Mm. But um, 19... Oh no, I've misread this. Actually, it was sixteen percent started in two thousand and ten. Nineteen sixties is ten percent. Nineteen seventies twenty one percent. Nineteen eighties is twenty three point five percent. Nineteen nineties sixteen point three percent. And two thousands is thirteen point three percent. And two thousand and tens is sixteen percent. Yeah. Um, do you watch the repeats on ITV three almost completely fifty fifty? Yes and no. Yeah. So so what we were saying about the the ITV3 repeats helping boost some characters up the rankings since 2010. I certainly stand by that if half the people that voted are watching it on ITV3 at the moment and seeing the 90s. Do you own the DVD box sets released by Network, which are the ones we've been working through? And 21% yes, and the rest no. Yeah, not not hugely surprising there. Um, They're not for everybody and they are are a bit of money to... They're not for everyone. You're not even allowed them. (laughs) Not everyone's allowed them. You have to be a certain level of cool. So I just... I want to finish off and have a look at some of these extra lists as I say that coronationstreet.fandom.net has sent us. Um, There's a a ranking of current characters, which is quite interesting. So of the people who are currently in the show, Roy Cropper is the favourite. Rita, Audrey, David Gale, characters that we've already talked about this evening. So there's some some fairly yeah, understandable names here and it's always fun if a, if a little bit you know what? feels a bit nasty to look down who's who's towards the bottom ends of the list and and do they gel with what we're generally thinking I mean in the middle the one name that stands out to me straight away is Nina who's made 28 out of 73 so she's you know hit the um ground running she, yeah she's hit the ground running she's just just above Imran as well um, Jeff at 32 
um, <laughs> than if we go towards the bottom, who people oh, don't like so at the mean. moment. I get uh, so, some surprises, some not so surprised. I mean, some of them are, are the kids, so there's no surprises that the likes of Ardy, Lily, Max are, are, are uh, lingering I down the bottom Ardy of the list. I think Ardy is, is he's lower... Gonna be, is going to go up he is, higher. He can, yeah, Adam Hussein is, is giving Adam a real Hussein boost. Adam Hussein is great, but also they're investing in the character more now and giving the Allahans more stories, which they hadn't done before. Yeah, there's, there's a few surprises. I mean, Michael Bailey is um, is the lowest of the Baileys, which is interesting considering no, he he's... No, isn't. Oh, isn't Ed he? Is. Where is it? Oh, yeah, you're right. Ed is the lowest of the Baileys, you're right. Uh, but considering that we actually quite like Michael, I'd have liked to have seen him a little bit higher there. Um, we've got Izzy in last place at 73. Um, Johnny at 56, I'd like to see him a little bit higher. But, I mean, there, there's can't no, all be high, no huge surprises think, there. I don't agree with reading this out. Well, it's too late, I'm sorry. Um, Moira at 60, we mentioned her earlier. Um, I think a lot of people really do like her, but it's it's clear that she's not one of the most important of the the the, the regular characters, sadly. And uh, maybe she'll never get a chance to. Um, looking at just the originals characters, some of the original um, members of the Coronation Street cast, Elsie Tanner is at number one, Ina, Annie, Minnie, Ken, um, and then a lot of the other names <laughs> are characters... slower than Minnie. I know. A lot of the other names that we, that are on the list are ones that aren't in the top 60, so we haven't mentioned. But um, I do feel a bit sad that the likes of David Barlow, who's 15 out of 21st, has I don't you know, mind, been forgotten. I, I can't believe that... Some of our favourites, look, from the early days. Harry Hewitt, Christine Hardman. Is on there? No, she wasn't She's one of the originals. Late. Well, she was a bit too late. And uh, But yeah, Esther Hayes there at number 21. I the think that feels about right the... out of all the originals. Yeah, she didn't um, She didn't really leave a mark in the same way as so many honest, of those others did. I have to say, I'm, I think that the, the list of like the top 21... Um, it feels very right yeah, for even what it was like when it was only these 21. Mm. No big surprises. Like nothing's, nothing has changed to make Elsie more or less popular than she was, is what I'm trying to say. Then, then she, like They all started out pretty much how they ended up. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Sorry, I, Lindley coming in at number 13. Well done. I know, considering you didn't yeah. have a whole lot to do. We've got a top 10 villains here. I can't remember how many villains there were on the list, but Tony Gordon is at 10, then Tanya Pooley, Rob, <laughs> uh, Rob Donovan, Jeff Metcalf. So that's quite interesting. I mean, current character. It's always difficult to know whether people vote villains, give them a low score because they hate them or they yeah. give them a, or, or whatever. But, I mean... The, the likes of Alan Bradley, Richard Hillman, Pat Phelan, Lewis Archer is the next villain on the list. Um, so quite a bit four. down, yeah, who we haven't mentioned before. So, so good on him. So top three is Richard Hillman, Alan Bradley and Pat Phelan. Yeah. Um, it feels fair to me, I yeah. think. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that Lewis Archer was order. the most villainous of villains, but um, he's oh, certainly he's dumb, one yeah. of the most lovable mean characters with a mean streak. Um, who else we've got top 10 newcomers since the last survey we've talked about these already so we can skip past these I suppose we've got Tim at number 10 then who I don't think had made it into the top 60 In, this is fascinating this next list that we've been sent characters with the most votes so remember when you voted on this everybody could vote um, for whoever they wanted and they could skip whoever they wanted yeah so and if you like I don't actually know who Ina Shuffles is yeah it's not going to force you to score her no and that, and I that, think it's really clever 
and that that didn't um, that disadvantage you. the character by no. not scoring them. It was an advantage yeah. that you only scored them if you actually knew who they were. Yes. But what it also meant is that some people, should they want to do multiple votes for a particular character, maybe could go in there, rank, give that person a score, and then off they go. But at the end of the day, that would it be way too much make, work. But way, it doesn't make any difference because the way it was set up, though, no, it would have made a difference. But the way it was set up, it was a bit, it was a bit fiddly unless they were on the first page. Yeah. So we've got number ten. Sally got seven hundred and sixty-six votes, just above her. So Liz, I just want to add in. Donald, go on. This doesn't necessarily mean that they had the highest votes no it, the it most doesn't clicks ne- yes the most clicks people clicked on them whether the good most. or bad or yeah. average yeah they didn't skip them and i think there are some that people i mean some they're, they're all they're all current characters unsurprisingly people that the, the all of the current viewers will know who they are steve gail rita roy and ken really interesting to me is that number two characters with the most votes out of all 373 is Imran who got 788 votes and then number one is Toya Battersby 810 votes so quite a jump up from the rest I think we might have some Toya and Imran fans who are going in there um jumping trying to get get a few extra points for their favorite new couple but I want to just um say that you might think that because they didn't appear very highly on the list, that means Toya and Imran got lots of lots of bad votes or lots of average votes. But that's not even the case either, because the most divisive characters are the ones that had the like the The biggest spread. Yeah. They're not on that list. No. And they're also not on the list of characters who scored the most threes, which is the most meh characters. Mm. So really interesting. I think that means that honestly, I think it's odd because I wouldn't necessarily say that they are the most um, recognisable characters on. Curry. No, I wouldn't either. I, th- I think that, that was. I say that was a big surprise. I don't. I haven't quite worked out what it means that they're the top two. I hope. I hope it's positive, and I hope if Coronation Street takes any notice of any of this stuff, they they go well. These two have got recognition more than anybody. Yeah, you're right, but I, I think it's possibly more to do with there's a few. Imran and Toya fans out there just going to vote for their favourite couple. But at least what we haven't had in this survey, which we did was was very very notable in the last one, was the Sean and Sophie effect. Effect where Sophie ended up at number four best Coronation Street character of all wherever, time, which was ridiculous. There was nobody who in in that top thirty today. We thought, what the heck are they doing there? I know, but if this if this survey had been done during the like the height of oh, Rana yes. and Kate, they would have been right. They up would there. have been number one too, probably. Quite possibly, quite possibly. You talked about the most divisive characters list earlier, which we've got open here. So this is the characters. Oh, this who, is also non villains only because I think that. Um, yeah. somebody like Pat would probably be pretty divisive. Yeah. yeah. So these are characters that got a, a widest spread. So lots of uh, lots Hates of ones, twos, threes, fours, yeah. and fives. Uh, Michael Rodwell is in there, which is quite interesting. He's we really, 10. I, I think some people really didn't think much of him at all, and other people thought, no, he was lovely, like we do. Um, you got the likes of Michelle Connor here, which is a no surprise at number seven. Um, lots of people loved her. Lots of people absolutely sick of her. Um, but then you got some weird ones like Leonard Swindley, Jerry Booth. I mean, I suppose yeah, with, with those characters, I think for, they they might be people 
for, for some people you might think, I, I don't really know much about those, but other people who did thought, no, they were great, actually. I love Jerry Boo. Jamie Armstrong's an interesting one who were watching him. number two. Yeah, Jamie Armstrong, number two. Okay, lot, I suppose he would fall into the category of characters that unless you're watching a certain period of Coronation Street, you're not really going to have any idea who he is. But he's actually, I, I'm quite enjoying watching this this young lad in the 1990s repeat but he's not not in any way I significant don't you don't even know who he is and then number one most divisive character oh, very befitting stretch, I, I think, think. Gemma Looking. Winter yep yeah quite a big jump in, in score between her and Jamie some some people love her some people absolutely loathe her I think um, so she's yeah people have got an opinion about her say, for sure I think were you to have asked this because this is only the second time they've done this mm. were you to have done this survey at any point in the last you know if it if we'd had one every 10 years i think that some of the biggest names on corey would have been on that list of divisive characters quite possibly i think yeah. better lynch would have been on there i think elsie tanner would have been on there mm. i i think there's something about female characters sometimes especially if they get thrust into the limelight um they can people could be very critical because we're trained as a society to criticize women for all kinds of different things yeah you you might be right might be right um this ranking is the biggest climbers so compared to 2010 who has made the biggest jump some of them odd that they've made those climbs yeah, like ashley peacock why has he jumped up 37 places not adam really not sure. surprising because yeah. he's had much more to do tracy she's got more likable but she's she's really survived the 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 train crash so of hang a, on a minute. So tracy and carla feud that went on five years or so, so ashley's ago. gone up 37 places from 89 to 52 just picking out another what you said tracy's gone from 79 to 38 yeah 41 Nick places Tilsley has gone from 174 to 131 now i literally can't believe he's 131 it, that feels too low for that nick. feels ridiculously low for nick nick's like to me i feel top 50 easily quite probably yeah um Ryan Connor, another jump, 197 So that's no surprise because um, Ryan Prescott's portrayal of Ryan Connor, I think, is most people's favourite Ryan Connor. I think people quite like him right now. He's at 144, not a great ranking, to be fair. But he but, was, but, I mean, jump of 53, Yeah. well done him. That just goes to show what a good job Ryan, Ryan is doing with the character and, you know, maybe another he'll be higher next time. weird jump to me is John Stape, who hasn't been in it. No, I can't. When when did he die? Even he he has. I think he has been in it since two thousand and ten. Oh, okay. Then I'll take it back. Because Hope was born during oh, the tram yeah. crash, wasn't she? So he had a little bit of time in there. But yeah, a, a jump of fifty seven oh, places, quite <laughs> spectacular for John State. But number one with a jump of eighty six places, we've got Jenny Connor, who <laughs> went from one hundred and forty four to fifty eight. Still say that fifty eight. It's maybe I'd like to have seen her a little bit higher, but I understand that that place is, feels a bit The thing we're butting up against right. here is that there are so many people in it now, and there have been so many people in it that you sort of look at a ranking of fifty-eight and go, "Oh, that just feels that's too low." 
But she's a get she, like you're going up against Ina Sharples and Elsie Tanner and Bimin Haley Cropper and and Hilda Ogden and also everyone else who's in it now. Fifty eight is bloody respectable. Yeah. And into I mean even Especially to get considering 104... Nick Tilsey's one hundred and thirty one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one hundred and forty four she got in two thousand and ten, and and yeah, I mean she, she the, the character wasn't particularly huge before the comeback. You she's know, had in, the in greatest change. She's she's gone up eighty six places. Yeah, yeah. So great I, work. I, very good work. Let's hope the climbing will continue. Yeah, me too. Um, we mean, can also. Yes, what have I we agree. got here? Oh, you said about the most met characters earlier. So the characters who scored the most threes. We've got <laughs> the likes of so um, Bill Webster at number ten. Gloria Todd, Violet Wilson. Um, the most okayest characters of all this time. This really does read like a list of okayest characters, doesn't it? Linda, <laughs> Linda Trevesky, Rene, Frank Barlow. He's yeah, okay. He was okay. <laughs> Flory Lindley. Yeah, she's all right. <laughs> Lisa Duckworth. Oh, I'm surprised she didn't get a few more twos, to be honest. But okay, she was all right. And then Alice Bishop. It was the top most mayor character of all time. Even yeah. though he got shot in the face. He didn't get shot in the face. I don't know where he got shot. But yeah... Sad, but uh, I think I, I think three feels about right for him for me. Most loved characters who had the Hang most. Hang on, no, vibes. no, no. Let's oh, do most disliked characters and characters and an end on most loved characters. Okay, okay, fair okay. dues. Right, so <laughs> this was really funny. Oh, we still got these ones as well. I think we should. We have to draw a line somewhere. Okay, I think fine, it's, I think fine. doing the most liked and most loved, most, most disliked, disliked and, and most. most so the most number of ones. Um, there are some weird ones in here. There are some ones that I expected to see. There's lots of Mortons here. Yeah, look at this. This is a, this is a bit of a Morton family tree in here, isn't it? Mel, Kaylee, and Jody all got <laughs> ones or in, in the top ten of number most number ones. Charlie Ramsden, um, Jesse Jackson. Not surprising, but then we got a few sort of big names here. Simon Barlow, and he had a quite a spectacular drop. From where he was in 2010, sadly, he has he's now ended up. Have we have we got a place for Simon Barlow? He he was, you know, I don't know. I can't remember. I, I don't want to find it now. But he's he's not doing so well, sadly. But um, not surprising look, considering the cutie that he was ten years ago. The drop the drop's not surprising because they're not writing for him the same no, way they were. He's before. not been in it much. He was an adorable kid. He he was the hope of his, uh, the ruby of his time. The cute little. Like lovable, it was the new sweetie, cute, gorgeous, you know, little kid that you you love, and now I feel like he has got a lot more depth to him, which means he's he he's not making always good choices because that's more interesting. He's got a bit more agency about him, and um, he went through that whole phase of being abusive to Leanne, mm. and people don't forget that quite quickly, and and you know. From a perspective of doing a good job as portraying the character, yeah, the actor, I've forgotten his Alex name, Bain. Alex Bain, um, doing a really good job of making Simon turning him around from being a cute guy to being a bit more, bit more dislikable kind of moody, angsty teen, which is, I think, a fair. It's that awkward phrase that so many characters go but through. I also but think, I don't know I, you know, the other end, he a... might not, but I, I have faith that if they want to turn the character around. 
they can make him likeable again. But also equally, there's potential for him to be a fun, interesting villain in, in the sort of vein of Terry Duckworth as like yeah. the ne'er-do-well son who is constantly disappointing He people. is a bit of a black sheep of and, the Barlow family, isn't he? And that could be an, that could make him a much more important character than he currently is because we need these antagonist characters to come in and to cause conflict for people. Tracy was that for years. I mean, he could follow follow that kind of trajectory of sort of coming, being a cute kid, then becoming a moody teen, then sort of like, you know, chucking it all away and turning into a, a proper villain and then coming back and turning it around and having a proper arc. Yeah, I just think it's a shame. Once, I mean, over a quarter of the voters gave him a one you and it, it feels it to me like he he's not a one character he's he's too important for that no i know but I, this is what i said before it depends on what you're voting the character why are you voting yeah i know what are you or liking or what are you saying yeah. about the character when you give them a one yeah up at the top three we have sharif nazir who got 259 ones i'm now, sure that's that there not are... really surprising to me because of what they did to the character when he left obviously he's not um, a one he is not a um, no, well, the, character, the the actor left under a cloud, which has probably affected the way people think yeah, about him. They yeah. they kind of, like, besmirched the character by give, making him had an affair before he left, and then... Even throughout this Jeff and Yasmin story, Sharif has been brought up and is being mentioned as a not, not a great husband. husband. And, and I don't think that when but he was in the show... That's retconning a little bit. But I, I you think know, it is well, retconning him a bit. But, you know... That's the thing about abusive relationships, yeah. isn't it? Um, Izzy, 263 number ones. It's a bit sad, but then even worse, Gemma, one of your, not favourites... I love but this. I character. don't think that you're happy that this person's I'm got mad the most. Two hundred and ninety nine ones. That's like that's over a third of the voters gave ones to Jude Appleton. <laughs> they just don't get him. <laughs> I can see how the, the character was most, planned and a disappointment, right, but there was so much... Most disliked characters. Can we just rename this to most misunderstood characters, please? There was... When I think of Jude Appleton, I think of the, the laughs and the silliness and the, you know, marine biology ridiculousness I just that saved that character how much in the they leaned into the ridiculousness that yeah. is inherent to Jude Appleton. Yeah. He was bland and boring at the beginning. Yes, I'll give him that. But once they... Once they thought we got a silly thing to do with him here, that gave the character a nice little this little coder on the street. Yeah, I think. and uh, and that and that is when I think of Jude. That's what I think of. So I I didn't I didn't. I don't give, give him a one. one. I don't know who I gave ones to now. I can't remember. It's more of the characters. Like you know, we got Becky Palmer here at number six. Who also the, the the woman who Des is hanging around with at the moment. Is that a shrug? Says Gemma. I know, but why? But one. Yeah, the the ones that are absolutely, you know, nothing to the show in the, in the grand scheme of things. And, and, and Jude is, is a bit more than the, the blip that the Mortons no, and the Palmers were. Yeah, I'm sorry, but, he was. Yeah, but you're, not, you're, you're talking about really skipping rather than giving yeah, people Yeah, I guess ones. so, I guess so. This is active dislike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tragic. I'm, and yet Mary is so beloved. Mary's not on the list. No, I'm sorry, she's not, but related to Jude, you know. I know, yeah, bad apple, Even Angie <laughs> didn't do that. Uh-huh. Even Jude didn't, uh, Angie didn't do too well on this list, sadly. Well, she didn't get, she didn't get a mare, though. No, she didn't. Right, well, let's end this with the most loved I think characters. it's better to be hated than to be mad. Mm. So these are the characters who got the most five, and obviously there's going to be some um, parallels with the top, you know, 
for ten characters where they came, but not everything matches up completely. No, this is very interesting. I'm just trying to see if I can get the the final spreadsheet up so that we can actually compare properly. Oh, it doesn't work. I don't think it, it works on the on iPad this. very well. I tried it this morning. It's it's on here. It's at the all bottom right, okay. there. So at number 10 with 452 likes. So all of these, over half of the voters gave a 5-2. But number 10, we've got Rita. And then at number 9, we've got Bet. 8 is Betty. Then Hayley, Roy, Vera, Deirdre... And then looking at those top three where in the um, in the actual results of the poll, we got Blanche, Jack, Hilda. Now we've got Hilda with 533 fives, the same number of fives as Deirdre got. And then just pipping her, we buy one point, 534, we've got Jack. And then four points higher than that, we got Blanche. So in many, in, in some ways... Can't even open it. Can't even, I see, I told you it wouldn't work. In some ways, Blanche is still the reigning queen. And she's still at number one. I know, it's interesting. Kind of. But um, the way the averages work, she she didn't quite manage to to beat Hilda. But I I find find that interesting to to compare. Yeah. Still roughly in the same sort of order. Although, interesting, look, Hayley is lower than Roy. Whereas I think in the actual list, Hayley came higher than Roy, didn't she? Jack still beat Vera. Yeah. Hilda's, Hilda's third instead of first. Yeah. Um, Beth, 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 Betty's still ahead of Bet, so there, there's not a huge amount of changes there. Did Rita manage to make it into the top ten? Let's just skip up a little she, bit. Oh, I don't remember. I can't remember where Rita came. Oh, well, maybe she was. No, Rita a... was at number fourteen. We had Elsie wow. at number ten before. So interesting. Very yeah, I, I am not surprised really that Elsie didn't get as many likes because she people wouldn't have Fives, voted her if yeah. they didn't know who she was. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I think we're done. I think that is a very lengthy discussion on what has been a, an absolute joy to to partly work on and, and promote well, yeah. and, and we didn't readers. work on it. We didn't do anything. Well, we, we've we've it's we, we've we talked didn't about put any our, hard our podcast work into is it. our work, isn't it? And, um, uh, CoronationStreet.fandom.com. Thank you so much for all of the hard well, work. Why do you always read out their web address? And because not then people, because if you write in Coropedia, you don't necessarily get. You know, there's quite a few different Cory wikis, don't you? I know, I know there is, I know there is. And, and is I want the... people to know, like, when you say Coronation Street blog as well, you never give the address and people don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Um, I'm doing a good job. You are, you're doing them a service. Coropedia, coronationstreet.fandom.com. Yes. They, they, this has been so much fun to do. We have dedicated so, hard on so many hours on on how on on you know promoting this and and and, and talking about it and uh, and everything and and it's it's been so so fun. I do love a list. I love a ranking. And, I love um, to get. I love the idea that we're all, even though we've all done this and taken this survey in our own times, in our own time, we're still having a discussion kind of at the end of it here. Um, yeah between everybody about who's the best and who do they who do you hate and who's done better this year. I just wish that we um could go back in time and ask people who watched it in the first 10 years like what's your ranking that would have been so brilliant honestly who do you think is going to still be here in yeah, 60 years time <laughs> oh but this is part of the of coronation street's legacy and this this you know this ranking now is part of Corey's history mm. and a bit of a snapshot here of like hardcore fans and you know yeah. what they think of it and and it's really heartening to see that there are still some big classic names there even though the percentages of when people started watching it it's 
pretty obvious that not everybody was around to see some of these Corey greats in in action. Um, but their legacy remains. Oh, what a lovely way to end it. I think we better call it a day there. It is time for me to go to bed. It is a school night. I know, night. it's blimmin' half eleven. Yeah. And, uh, but we thought but this would be an hour and a thank half. Thank you, everybody, for and voting. It's been twice as long. Thank you for, for listening. Thank you, Coropedia, for putting this together. It's been lots of fun. And uh, Thank and, you for and, listening to this incredibly long podcast. Oh, that, and, and thank you for joining me for it as well, Gemma. Oh, thank you. I didn't really have a choice. You, you, what, what do you mean? Well, I was sitting here and I suddenly got dragged into doing a podcast. You enjoyed this it. This is where you I sit every it. day. You always love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, yeah. We are going to go. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. And don't forget to check out our other podcast. It's probably going to be quite long, too. Hope you got nothing on this weekend, You make everybody. it sound like we do another like another podcast, like a true crime one or something. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Not with you on it, the though, because you don't know what you're talking about. The music for this episode came from podcast themes. <laughs> Bye. Bye.